Hello, listening people. Yo. You are listening to Spin Polish Presents Unappreciated Masterpieces. I'm Ryan Slowinski. I'm Bartek. What's your last name, Bartek? Piotr is my middle name. That's not your last name. Oh, the, oh, the last one, Kaspszyszak. And that, that is indeed Polish, is it not? Like yes, Slowinski. Like Slowinski. And you know you want to know there's a little coincidence about that? That is why, see that Polish thing? That's why we're called Spitting Polish. Likingly, because we're always spitting, and we both happen to be Polish. Yes, but your middle name's not Polish. Joseph is not Polish. You can make it Josef. Yeah, yeah, well, it's named after my uh, Polish grandfather, you know. Usually that's the kind of tradition with middle names. A lot of the time is you get it from your grand your grandparents. Mine's, mine's my dada. Oh, special. So does that mean if your middle name is your father's, is it his first name? Yes. If your middle name is your father's middle name too, does that make your middle name junior? What? You know how... Bartek Piotr Jr. Yeah. No? No, why Wouldn't not? Wouldn't that make you Joseph Jr.? No, because... He is my grandfather, not my father. He's still your ancestor. But does that mean you're a junior? I assume Wouldn't so. Wouldn't it mean you're the second? Isn't it like if, what say, Robert mean? Downey Jr.'s dad is Robert Downey Sr. That's why he's junior. But his grandfather, is if he was called Robert Downey, he would just be Robert Downey... You know what I mean? Wouldn't he be the first? On this show, we watch masterpieces <laughs> that you know have been forgotten, that need appreciation... They, they might be movies that have once upon a time had great reputation and now don't have it, or maybe they've just never have it had it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and uh, the know. purpose of our show is to give it, whether it's back or for the first time. And sometimes we just really investigate the origins of juniors and seniors as well. But no, Bartek is right. On this show, we try and investigate those movies that have been forgotten. Not completely forgotten, we all kind of remember a lot of these ones, but for some reason, they just haven't been kept in the time since it has come out. Some of them could be flash and pan successes, some of them could just be ones that were well advertised but just never loved. Bartek, what is the never loved film that we're going to do today? The movie today is Jonas Stepford. Look, uh, as much as we have talked about being Polish and you know my grandfather's Polish and all this, I do not speak Polish. It's a bit embarrassing. Uh, Bartek does this too. We've been doing this like 28, 29 episodes and he does it every time knowing that I do not speak Polish. So I don't know. What are we watching, Bartek? I get excited every time you admit you don't speak Polish. He loves my failures. And that's my secret. Jonas Stepford. That, my friends, is... The Stepford Wives, 2004. The Stepford Wives from 2004 with Nicole Kidman. Oh, it's that classic cinematic classic that hasn't been loved. Yes, and it is The Stepford Wives, I'm Not Lying. Okay. (laughs) Was that your Christopher Walken impersonation? No, I'm just saying that it's the truth. I'm not lying. But since you're not lying, let's tell some more truth. We don't always do these alone, do we, Bartek? Usually we get someone to help us, some brave soul, some knight of the round table to help us battle these films. <laughs> yes. Since that was a question that was a yes or no answer, the answer is yes. No, it could have been perhaps. But who is the magical guest that we got today? Who is the Merlin to our Arthur? The Lancelot to our Arthur? <laughs> Just any of the knights or wizards to the round table. Who is the Excalibur to our rock? 
Well, you know, he the the, the sword in the stone was technically Caliburn. Uh, Excalibur oh. is the sword from the Lady of the Lake. Oh, that's right. Who's our lady of our lake? Caliburn. I mean, sorry, no, it's Excalibur. The Lady of the Lake. Yes. yes. All right. Who's our guest? You, when you mentioned the Knights of the Round Table, you didn't mention Gawain. Nope. Mm. I didn't mention uh, Sir Galabout either, so let's go on. Oh Ryan, God. our guest today, and for all of you that have read the description and read the name, it's not pronounced Willie. It's Caitlin Wiley. Thank you. Caitlin uh, Wiley Coyote herself. Hi. Hi, Caitlin. <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate that you said Wiley. You... Yep. You made it clear. It's pronounced Wiley, not Willy. I really what kind of name do is, appreciate What kind that. of name is Wiley? Let me take a stab. Not Polish. <laughs> I think it uh, you don't has know? some Scottish <laughs> background. Or look, something. I don't want to spoil anything, but Caitlin, you don't look Scottish. Oh, By far. <laughs> <laughs> you are <laughs> anything but Scottish in appearance. I just don't care. I'm actually a ranger, but no. <laughs> uh, <laughs> No, I think it comes... I think it's, like, somewhat Irish or Scottish or something. I've got Celtic. convict... So, UK. Blood. Oh, we've got a criminal Blood. here. Jeez. Be afraid. So... The Celtic's criminals? No, she said convict blood. That was something... Oh, she, <laughs> she said Celtic blood. Celtic... No, I said that because she was just, like, stabbing around oh. in the dark. I have no idea. So, <laughs> this film... We've all watched this film, and I hope you guys listening have also watched The Stepford Wives, because it is an emotional piece. A remake with famous people in it, which is yeah. never... With that formula... Usually successful. We, you should, know, we can list all of these successes of remakes with famous people in it that we have been successful. We should say that it's a remake of an adaptation of a book. Book. That's yes, right. yes. Uh, but it's, it itself is not an adaptation of the book. It's an adaptation <laughs> of an adaptation. Adaptation of an adaptation of a book. It is an adaptation of an adaptation. It is an emotional piece. So we all watch this. Um, just before diving into the actual film, do we have any personal history with this movie? Bartek, Caitlin, you know, what was your relationship with this with this movie? Had this been the first time seeing it, or had you heard of it before? What, what, what? Before I saw this movie for the first time, I'd heard of Stepford. Just Stepford, not the wife. Just Stepford. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Caitlin? What was your relationship? What's your relationship with this? Yeah, a lot of history. I actually just watched it this morning, so... <laughs> You've never seen it before? No. Had you heard of it before? I, you know what? I think while I was watching it, I did have some really strange flashbacks, as if I had seen it when I was yeah, a child. Yeah, those are called Vietnam flashbacks. <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know, but it was just like, it felt strangely familiar. Mm, yeah, Nicole Kidman's career is uh, is that kind of thing where even if you haven't seen it, you're like, I feel like I have, yeah. because she does very similar things in her I, career. I, sh- I should say, because you've mentioned this movie multiple times over the course of the last months. It is a great months. film. Yeah, um, I was like... Based on the title alone, The Stepford Wives, I just thought, oh, it must be like some chick flick or something. Yep. You, you weren't wrong. <laughs> <laughs> there there Boy. are chicks in it. Boy, was I not wrong, yeah. Um, my relationship with this movie was, it's one of those movies that you always catch on late night television, on like TV, like Channel 7 usually plays it, and it's one of those ones where I always miss the first half of it and I the piece it together. And then I have seen it before this, I've seen it in its entirety, and what a pleasure. 
it is to have seen this movie in its entirety because sometimes you see a movie and you're like maybe like you keep missing bits of it you're like maybe I'm just it's just not supposed to be but this movie is supposed to be this is a film that is possibly one of the greatest 2004 classic The Stepford Wives don't get it confused with this 1975 one so we are going to start this masterclass affair now I hope I don't just hope I know that you all have your copy of Stepford Wives ready and prepared with you. So get it ready, get it prepared, because we're going to start this now. We're going to start this now, Bartek. Hold on to your trousers. Caitlin, hold on to your Celtic background, because we're going to start this in three, two, one, play. So this movie is, um, what, what genre or genres would you say it is? I've I've read it be described as a black comedy thriller with some <laughs> sci-fi elements. God. Why are you laughing? I just find that so strange. Is I it not a black comedy th- with sci-fi thriller elements? Thriller? Sci-fi. Well, because thriller, because it's a mystery, like intrigue, I guess. Okay. I don't know what, it's a thrill to find out what I, I what imagine, he, like, psycho, like, dun, dun, kind of Oh, yeah, stuff yeah, well, thriller. there is kind of implied murder in this movie, <laughs> a lot. Look, I'm just saying that throughout this movie, I got a lot of, my Chills. mind, my mind <laughs> jumped a lot to, ro- to Rosemary's Baby. Oh, yes, this movie also reminds me of Babies by Rosemary. Look, I'm just going to say, when I when I put this film on, I thought this was the strangest opening. But then you realise it's a foreshadowing of everything that's going to happen in the movie, it's that it is amazing. actually a really intelligent opening that it's really amazing. leads you along what's going to happen. It's a work of art. Frank Oz is the director of this. Now, Caitlin, uh, I don't know if you're familiar with Frank Oz, but he is the original voice of Miss Piggy. He is the other guy behind the Muppets, so... Jim Henson and Frank Oz. Frank Oz also directed many classics, such as the Little Shop of Horrors movie, and uh, in more recent body of work, uh, Death at a Funeral, the British version, not the not the American one that's just starring every black comedian ever, and Peter Dinklage, oddly enough. But um, he was in both, actually. <laughs> that's a funny thing. He's both in the British and the American one as the same character, <laughs> which is a small gay dwarf. <laughs> And of course, Frank Oz has appeared on this show before. He was in the movie Zathura, A Space Adventure. Oh my god, is it? As voice of a robot. Mm -hmm. The robot. And I'm glad that he... And of course, another starring role was in The Blues Brothers. He stars as a prison guard that gives John Belushi a used condom. No way. Yep. Way. (laughs) Miss Piggy's done a lot. Yes, the one one of the sole reasons for Nicole Kidman accepting this movie role was mm-hmm. she said this would be the closest I would get working with Miss Piggy herself. Really? That's yeah, true. That because is true. he's the voice of Miss Piggy. Are you kidding me? No, no, no that's a oh genuine reason. Here's a question: Why has she not started any of the Muppet movies if that's her goal? Like, wouldn't it be great, yeah. because Nicole Kidman's Australian, you know, wouldn't it be great if she was just, like, here, wherever she grew up, and she's like, crikey, I want to be an actress to star with Miss Piggy. Oh <laughs> like, she's God. done everything. She even married Tom Cruise to get closer to Miss Piggy. <laughs> like, she could look back and go, I've starred with some of the greatest, you know? I I was even in Australia and Moulin Rouge. I even worked with Stanley Kubrick, but none of them were as good as my possibility of working with Miss Piggy. <laughs> 
So, Nicole Kidman is in this movie, of course. Um, the lead actor, uh, the lead male actor, we all know, he was the <coughs> voice of Simba in The Lion King. Mm-hmm. Of course, that actor is... Our favourite actor, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, of yeah. course, from the great film Lion King and many others, such as uh, Home Improvement. Yep. Yes, uh, not not to get him confused with the other voice of Simba, with his Matthew Broderick, who we all know from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but that's not the same guy in this movie. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also know God. Matthew Broderick because he's been on the show before in... Um, I'll Be Home I'll be for Christmas. Christmas. Another great Disney movie. This is a Disney movie. Is this? This yeah, is this not is a, a Disney movie. Yes, it's a Disney movie. It is. It opened with Disney. It's a Disney movie. It oh is a lot. So, is she the best Disney princess? <gasps> Nicole Kidman is a Disney princess. Yeah. Is she the best one? Oh, my God. Take that, Elsa. Let I... it go. Let bullets, <laughs> let bullets fly at you. Let it freaking go. <laughs> Look, I'm not saying anything's bad with having short hair as, as, a, as a woman, but she's got an incredibly large forehead, and short Oi. hair is not helping her. <laughs> Look, short hair the just that have sing- big foreheads, I it's, understand. It's your friend trouble. Victoria, yeah. Ryan. <laughs> Victoria. Ryan, no, seriously, when, sorry, you Victoria. Watch, when you watch this scene here... Do you think that Nicole Kidman would have played a good Steve Jobs? I think Nicole Kidman mm. would have played, like, a brilliant Steve Jobs. And I think she would have made, like... You know how they have the social network? She should have just played Jesse Eisenberg's character. You know, Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> she could just... Wouldn't it be great if you remade all of these bio movies about geniuses and just Nicole Kidman played each one of them? Every single one. Every single genius. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> like but it's gen- all on the same stage and she yeah, has yeah. to jump from each Yeah, genius. yeah, yeah. And all she does is, like, put on a beard for, <laughs> for Stephen Jobs. <laughs> Can't wait for her to be Albert Einstein. Oh, my favourite. Mm. In, put on a German I can't wait for her to be Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's already The Theory of Everything the sequel. No, no, no. They're remaking all these classics. Oh, remaking. Okay. So it's like Nicole Kidman as Stephen Hawking in The Theory of Everything. And she's just like she's drooping her face. And she's just like, she oh, I, love, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in a handful of decades oh, they can... Like do a reboot, mm. like a not sort of sequel, not like kind of the Ghostbusters. No, yeah, the Hawkins universe, like Marvel. You oh know, they make a universe of genius films. So this is a game show that she produces. Um, Caitlin, would you be on this game show? I oh my god, you know what? Would you be a contestant or would you be one of the prostitutes? Ooh. You know what? That's a really tough question. <laughs> it's hard. But I, it's hard being like, in a relationship and being a prostitute. <laughs> you, wait, no, no, no. The prostitutes that come out for the lady, yeah, there you, are so many of them. Yeah, that's the joke. Like, he gets one mildly attractive woman and she gets, I like... I think she's bathing. It's a she's, very, she's okay, but in comparison to the dudes that she has, which, let's be all honest, they're all gods. Actually. It's very leisure suit And also, Larry. she gets women too, which confuses me. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying bisexuality confuses me. dip your finger in every So, would you be in it, Caitlin? I think... You know what? I would love to be the host. The host? Yeah, actually. <laughs> Don't they just have to, you know, stalk around and be like, oh, yes, and yeah. now today, this person's doing this person and so Yes, and so. yes. Omar Hunks. Omar <laughs> Hunks. That was the best part. Um, I like the... I would be the huge guy with the yeah. biceps. And oh, the, the one that, that they worry about when it's like, 
later on Hank shoots them all and then like four of them are like in critical one's on life support and the other it's like oh no no." it's like oh no no he's fine (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh that's okay Hank the actor we all know Hank from School of Rock as (gasps) Mr. Schneebly (gasps) that's right I haven't seen School of Rock in a long time well he's his friend Ned 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 Ted Schneebly Schneebly it's Ned I'm pretty sure Ned Ned Schneebly and here he is it's what happened after School of Rock. Schneebly. Schneebly. <laughs> it's like, my wife left me, and Jack Black's my best friend, and now you ruined my marriage, I'm going to shoot Nicole Kidman. <laughs> like, I really want this universe to happen. Oh, God, right. So, there's many people in this. Christopher Walken, mm. as Christopher Walken. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> Every movie Christopher Walken is in, he's great. And this movie, you know, he's a method actor. He really goes in depth into his roles. And spoiler alert, Christopher Walken actually was brave enough to reveal his true, true identity, which is a robot. Mm-hmm. Because Christopher Walken's not a human being. <laughs> uh, I think it's very obvious. In one of the reviews that I did not include, yes, uh, it was like, this review does, like, they're like, no spoilers in this review. And then afterwards it was like, warning, may contain spoilers. And then it was just like, the review goes, I'm not going to give anything away except for the spoiler for Christopher Walken's dancing. And then later on in the review, they have like in all caps, spoiler warning for Christopher Walken's dancing. You've been warned. And then they just say, he dances in this movie. Spoiler over. <laughs> and it's just oh, like God. the best. Dancing. So Bartek. That's me. Do you like Nicole Kidman as an actress? Yeah, I've seen her in some things and she always does a good job. Good? What about this movie? This movie, she doesn't do a good job. She does a great job. Great. Good. Good. You want to be great. Exactly. Um, How do you think she handles this emotional scene? This is probably the most emotion we see from her Mm. until the climax of the movie. That's right, yeah. Not only is she emotional, but obviously this really early part of the movie is where the, I suppose, black comedy really She is wearing black. Yeah, the black comedy really shines. <laughs> so I think she has not only great emotion, emotional acting here, mm. she has great comedic timing. I really love the direction of this movie, where she's... Look at her face, she's crazy. But I love how she's getting told that she's being let go, and it just... The camera just holds on her face, and you just see her, like, slow as realising, and then slowly going, going through a mental breakdown. But here it is, where it's just like slow and then she's like uh oh what's happened and it's like here we go and she goes through all the emotions where and then she realizes conceal don't feel don't let them know don't let them know she learned it from leonardo dicaprio (laughs) look at her go and then she's she's getting red-eyed it's hard because she's a ginger already so everything's red um she's grimacing she's smiling she's like a you know frank frank oz is really good at directing muppets and people So was that a Muppet or was that Nicole Kidman? Ah, uh, never know. Really... <laughs> her hair is hers, but the rest <laughs> is a Muppet. <laughs> Caitlin just loving the hair jokes. Um, I like the woman. My favourite character for first half of the movie was this one woman who walks up to her and is like, it's so unfair. Like She just, she just like shits her pants. She's like, oh, yeah. sweet Jesus, everybody like, knows. He, yeah, yeah, this one woman, this one woman, here she is. She's she just, like, like, uh-oh. Chases after her. We see the back of her head mainly and she's like, oh, no. And just like the look on the... Nicole Kidman's a very tall woman, isn't she? Yes. She yes. looks like she could eat that woman. 
Mm. One gulp. One gulp, unhinged Gone. jaws. Where did she go? Eat in both, you know, any sense of the word eat you can choose. Um, <laughs> oh, dear. So, Bartek, when Are you... trying were... to say that she's from the island of Lesbos? Yeah. Okay. There's such so, a place. Wow. Yes, there is an oh. island. And you it's know what in... the citizens of Lesbos are called? <laughs> <laughs> you want to give a guess? I don't know, Ryan. <laughs> give it to me. Go. Lesbians. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sounds like a fantastic place. Yep, yeah, it's full of lesbians. It's what in, else is better? It's in the country of Grace. Greece. 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 Yeah, not to be confused with the movie with Jon Travolta. And, oh, and Olivia yeah. Newton-John. Oh, Olivia. Mm. Here he is, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, <laughs> with his dead-eyed stare. Fun fact, Jonathan <laughs> Taylor Thomas has not killed people. Oh, really? Um, that's true. <laughs> so... Bartek, yeah, you, um, you when you watched this, yeah, how did you know it was going to happen? <laughs> that picture. Did you know it was going to happen? Did you have an inkling, and did it surprise you where the film goes? Uh you mean with the whole with the whole the thing. whole plot of the Stepford? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, no, I did not know where it was going. I walked into it blind. You know, again, I walked into it thinking, oh, it's going to be a chick flick. But then, you know, the whole Steve Jobs thing it was like, this is a black comedy of sorts of reality TV. And as it kept going, he like, he sang, you know, oh, I was only the vice president or something like that. Like, yeah. this, this is a wacky, like, comedy kind of thing yeah, going on Yeah, depressing, depressing drama. Yeah, what? So, <laughs> so it, surpri- it surprised me and I was really into it. That's good, that's good. What about you, Caitlin? You walked in blind, I imagine. I completely blind. I had no idea what I was going to uh, experience and feel. Air 5. Yeah, Air, Air 5. five. Ooh, Do- yeah. So everyone walked into this blind except for me, huh? Yeah. Well, I've walked into this with my eyes wide open and you ableist. the amount... Yep. Yeah, uh, take that, blind people. Come find me if oh, you look, can see me. That kid has a Game Boy Advance SP. <laughs> Terrible. So, you might be playing Scooby-Doo too. So you might enjoy this scene because it's one of the two scenes with the kids <laughs> we have in the movie. We never get to... No, no we never get to meet the kids. No, they're in a we few kind of, scenes. I said two. They're in more than two. Not properly. Not properly. Yeah. They get Not kidnapped properly, at the end. They're in more than two scenes. They get kidnapped at the end, yeah. I like how oh, the foreshadowing. This guy, you don't even see his face properly. Ooh, what does that mean? Mm. Symbolism. So none of us have... <laughs> what? Symbolism? <laughs> it's funny because Jonathan Taylor oh Thomas God. did the voice. So in this movie, uh, you know, in this movie, lots of interesting things happen once they get to Stepford. Um, what was one of your favourite uh, quirky things about this, this town or about the people within? What did you enjoy? Was there a specific moment of weird kind of surreal quirkiness? Because there's lots of it. <laughs> Um, she's been electroshocked. That's like the best part too. The when they're in the book club scene. Yes, that scene was quite where quirky. they're like, we don't read books. We read like these magazine books that teach you how to do great Christmas decorations. Well, yeah, I, and obviously I could see the joke coming that like she read uh, Joanna read this you know book that's intellectual of sorts, and then they were coming up like we read this you know homemaker book. And then it got to the scene where they're like singing together. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah that was you know, a good one. That that had one of my favorite moments, <clears throat> which is Roger, my favorite character of the movie. Yeah, the gay guy is the only one out of the three of them that's actually getting into their 
stuff. Like, yeah. genuinely. Like, he got into the song and dance, and when they introduced this book, he was like, oh, yeah, awesome. Like, he was just so into <laughs> And they're all, like, shaking head no. I love <laughs> one of my favourite bits of weirdness in this movie is there's a shot of Matthew Broderick's... Not Matthew Broderick. Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Simba's mixed up, right? Simba. Simba's driving his car. I think he's driving it to the boys' club. Yeah. Yeah. And they just... And we'll come up shortly where they just, you know, they just cut from one thing and then to him. And he's just got this weird face. And it's one of those things where it's like, what was the direction here? Mm -hmm. And it just makes me laugh immensely because he's a very talented actor but he's one of those actors where you can tell he's dead on the inside (laughs) look i'm not gonna lie i really like this part of the movie where um they have a robot dog (laughs) no (laughs) what the anyway not about the robot dog but uh, there's a button on the fridge that flushes all of the toilets as (laughs) if they just go around using toilets without flushing and they come to the fridge and flush all the toilets yeah it's also it tests your poop and everything too like And your urine. So goodbye, kids. Like, what family yeah. doesn't go around? Evidently, <laughs> that, that evidently ones from the fifties <laughs> that don't flush their toilets and wait to I flush also out the like, fridge. Every now and then they cut. This dog looks like if lint chocolate made dogs instead <gasps> of rabbits. Bunnies, right? Yeah, right. Am I right, Bartek? I don't know about lint, because lint, you know, that's, like, kind of high quality. Yeah, but no, that's what I mean. But it looks like, you know how, like, the shape of it, not the colour, but, like, the general design of this robot dog looks like how lint chocolate does their chocolate bunnies. It's like if the two Okay, yeah, chocolate bunnies, I would say, yeah. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Like, that's if they did chocolate dogs, it would look like that dog. Oh, look at JTT. Oh, he's in the dark, brooding. Freaking terrifying. And he's thinking, he's thinking, she's too hot for me. Here's the funny thing. JTT, you know, uh, I don't know who he's married to, but Matthew Broderick, the other voice of Simba, is married to Sarah Jessica Parker oh. from Sex and the City. Wow. And isn't it weird that in every movie he's been in, like, you know, he gets all these really attractive women that are far out of his league, and then in real life he's married to a horse? Oh my... <laughs> <laughs> Except for, ah! except for Sarah Jessica Parker is really attractive in um, Hocus Pocus, which also stars Bette Midler, who's oh in this movie. I love Bette Midler. Oh! Bette Midler was a tie for a while of my favourite character because she she's was like... pretty great. You know what I made her, her my favourite bit? Where she's like, how about I grab the pine cones and run 15 feet lettuce, <gasps> big Jew? And they were just like, that's a great idea! And they clapped it. <laughs> In the, in the scene where Bette Midler's husband first appears... John Lovitz. Yeah, he was pretty great. John Lovitz oh, is God. Bette Midler's husband, and he is, of course... In real life? No, in this movie. Oh, okay. You know okay. John Lovitz, though? Yeah, the guy that plays the husband, yeah. yeah. You know who he is, though, isn't it? Not particularly. He is Jay Sherman in The Simpsons, the <gasps> film critic, the one who's like, it stinks! Oh, my God. More and the voice of Artie Ziff. More importantly, he's been on the show before. Yes, he has. Yeah. Learning so much. You're learning a lot, so... We haven't even talked about the Queen Bee herself, which in, I think in every single review that I looked at that was positive on IMDb, everyone said, Glenn Close is the best thing in this movie, and she's really trying. The queen of this town, like her. They're just like, she's the best. <laughs> she's really trying. No, no, note, the one black person that's a member of this town is here and then later on they make a comment where it's like where's all the black people and where's all the Native Americans where's all the Asians where all the minorities yeah, yeah yeah Bette Midler that's the first thing you hear from her is like where's all these people yeah yeah so watch this scene I wonder what happened to this black lady I guess she got killed 
Oh, probably. I don't know how... would not be surprised. Science works. You know, there's another great thing that's weird in this movie. Sometimes I'll just cut to the women and they'll just be smiling with, like, little emotion in their face. They're all murderers. They all look like they're going to kill somebody. Well, that's the question, isn't it? Are the smiles, like, real? Are they really feeling... Or are they just projecting? Projecting. For conceal, sure. don't feel. Mm-hmm. I love how she's like, good heavens, we can't have women that don't wear barely any makeup and have unwashed hair. Oh, no. Oh, no, she's wearing black. Oh, no. As a woman, uh, Caitlin, yes. not me, I'm not a woman, um, how do you feel about the, uh, the comment that this movie makes on gender equality and sexism and misogyny? How did you feel watching this as a woman? Because it, it was cringeworthy as a guy. In a good way. That's a good thing. It was... Look, um... Washing I, machine. Was <laughs> I... Somewhat offended? Yes. <laughs> no, well, no, 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 no. I think that's the movie's intent, uh, is to it offend... It was pretty, like... It's just ludicrous. And to think that, you know, women were like this at some stage. Like, you know, I imagine mm. like the 50s. There it is. And... Look at his face. <laughs> <laughs> he had like death in his eyes where it's just like, look, what's his direction here? It's like, now JTT, look, look angry <laughs> when you're driving through this town. Notice a thing to your left. Yeah. So, so you were offended a little and no, women used to what? be like this. That perplexes you. Well, I, look, I was, I was just kidding. I wasn't really offended. It just, it just made me, yeah, I was perplexed. I was like, what the oh. shit is going on? Like, you know, with the whole exercise thing. Actually, you know what? It reminded me of this video that I watched on my Facebook feed one day. And, um, it was just a bunch of these fifties women in like these sort of, um, active wear sort of skimpy clothes yeah. and they were just getting rubbed by these machines like, oh, yeah, yeah, all over the, the body the, the, yeah the belt and ones, they yeah. didn't they just didn't move they were just yeah. getting like yeah, jiggled because, around because the idea was it would well, burn off fat thing. yeah it would yeah. burn off fat it would just jiggle the fats away yeah. and I, it just reminded me of that scene I was just like, yeah oh, that, that, that reminds me of happened. many scenes that was in Leisure Who Larry 6 as well Oh, right. So many Leisure Suit Larrys. This movie has interesting colour scheme. It's bright and colourful while the city was, like, dark and grey. Well, and I'd, yeah. I'd say that's a sort of 50s kind of vibe. Well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Very, you know, yeah. and, uh, you know, Tim Burton was originally going to direct this. Really? Yeah. Of course, who else would do it? Freaking love Burton. Yum, Nicole Kidman. So Keep bending. Early <laughs> Earlier you asked Ryan. me what you... What? She, she has barely any breasts to look at, and that was like the one shot where you could see some of what she barely has. <laughs> so oh, earlier we were talking sauce. about what we'd classify this. I forgot to say, I also read that it was satire. Yeah. Of course, it's satirising uh, uh, misogyny. The best kind of satirization is to be a misogynist, you have to satirise it, and to satirise it, you have to be it. Mm-hmm. So Tim Burton was going to direct this originally. This could have been in the same universe as Edward Scissorhands. How do you feel, guys? Oh my god, I love Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, it's got the same color scheme. I liked Ed Wood. Yeah, I liked Ed Wood as well. I haven't seen that. Oh, you should. Yeah. And talking about Wood, someone who gives me some, Bette Midler. (laughs) (laughs) Freaking love you, Bette Midler. She is possibly the best actress that's here in Actually, this movie. Seriously. She's not She's not acting, though. She's just like, okay, I'm Bette Midler, and I'm cranky. <laughs> I don't... I write books, apparently, and I don't clean. Right. <laughs> and I'm married to John Lovitz. What else is new? <laughs> God, she's great. 
Oh, here oh, he here is. He is. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, delicious. So, Bartek, yeah. you, you remind me of John Lovitz. <laughs> well, like I said, he in this scene specifically, he is one of my favourites. Because he's wearing a... Like like a hat that's slightly too small for his head. <laughs> I got a big head, so I don't really wear hats. Oh, poor Bartek. He's got a big old head. You can't do nothing about it. I feel your feels. Nicole Kidman has a big head as well. Maybe it's just a... Well, look at it. I also <laughs> it's probably just a bit oblong, isn't it? It's... It's good, though. It's, it's peculiar. Right. Uh, here, here's the best character for me, really. Yeah, like you yes. said earlier, it's Roger. Roger. Uh, he plays gay people in most things. He was the gay oh. guy in Desperate Housewives. Yeah, oh, okay. Look, yeah. I haven't watched Desperate Housewives. Well, He's fantastic. you mustn't have been desperate enough. <laughs> I'm like oh, Ryan. Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's attractive women in Desperate Housewives. you got to keep on there. Eva Longoria. Yeah, Woo. she's amazing. Ah, she's no Terry Hatcher. <laughs> <laughs> And whatever the redhead one's called. Oh, I don't even know. Well, there's a blonde one if you're interested. <laughs> oh, God. All colours of the spectrum. No. No, no. That's it. There's no other colours. They don't no. have... That, that's it. No there was a redhead blonde and a brunette. That's about it. Yeah, two yeah. brunettes. Oh, two brunettes. Oh. Because Eva Longoria. <laughs> but she's short and the other one's tall. Yeah, there but she's go. brunette. <laughs> <laughs> I love... She's short, so that that, that feeds you. Feeds you. <laughs> So, um, guys. Yes. This this movie was 2004? 12 years ago. Wow. 12 years ago. John Lovett's dancing. What were you guys doing in 2004, and why didn't you watch it when it came out? Oh, God. I was in school year five. Jeez. Why, why won't... This is a kid-friendly movie, sort of. Um, with all the <laughs> with all the horror and sex, I would have really liked the scene where you can hear the character named Sarah making all those sex noises. Oh my god, that makes that's me the laugh. exact so- that's the exact thing she said. Actually, <laughs> <laughs> was oh my god. <laughs> Um, God, what a laugh. She even said, "You're my king." At one point, you like, are you the are, one. You, you are the are king. The one. Oh. Hilarious. Is, is that how it happens, Caitlin? Is Absolutely. That, is that, that's exactly it, right? Like, <laughs> you should. We should all know. Let it go. Um, Glenn Close just said, "Please, your cowboy with your feet." Please. <laughs> oh wow. That's that's slight. like a foot job joke. Yes. Yeah, I knew Glenn Close was into foot jobs. <laughs> if I had to guess, if anyone in this movie, okay, if you had to take a character and guess if they're into foot jobs, it's probably John Lovitz and Glenn Close. Well, to be fair. <laughs> Every character in this movie, while they are relatively crazy, they're all into humans. Yeah, except for, well, yeah. Do you know that, though, Bartek? <laughs> so, I can make an educated guess. Yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. <laughs> so this is Dozy the dog. first sign that something's really wrong here. Like, I think this is the point where I went, yep, they're all robots. But, <laughs> like, yeah. that, was, that was me. But... Are they robots? Well, we're led to believe that with certain things like, you know, the ATM girl and the suddenly expanding breasts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, well, Caitlin, don't all breasts just suddenly expand if you just just will them to? If only. If If only. only. Yeah, man. Talking about suddenly expanding something. Christopher Walken, um, the legend himself. They give him such a plain Jane name. Don't they? Mike. Yeah. You well, remember what it's short for? I mean, for? like, he's... 
Mike, it's short for Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, and then and then even after that, we find out it's not his real name apparently. Yeah, he's like, it's not even my name. It's like, what is his name? I don't have one. Robots <laughs> have no names. I just snap heads. <laughs> Rawr. Rawr. I'm I'm a robot walking. Spoiler alert: He's not a man. He's a robot. <laughs> and he dances. <laughs> No, I often wonder what walking is like. You know what I mean? Like he's not a person. Like he's a, he's an abnormal person. And I imagine that like, you know, he when he gets a script, he reads it, learns it, and just goes, "All right, now I'm just gonna forget character and be me in a role." <laughs> like, can you and imagine? It works. It works. I imagine him teaching you how to shave would be the weirdest because I mean, he's not a dad. He has no kids. I don't think. Could you imagine him as your dad, Bartek, and he's like teaching you how to shave, and he's like. Right, now, little Bartek, the first thing you got to do is oh. grab the sour cream from the fridge. Why sour cream? Put it... Don't question me, son. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, put the sour cream on your beard, your face, rub it all over, maybe add some paprika to it if you want. <laughs> I, recommend, I recommend some lemon pepper. It's nice, smooth, fresh. Then you grab a knife. Now, not a sharp knife, of course. You grab a butter knife. You grab a knife sharpener, then sharpen that butter knife until it's nice and smooth, sharp, clean. Put the knife in ice-cold water. Leave it there for a while. Ryan, come back to us. No. Where have you gone? Well, and the big big twist, of course, is that I'm 23. (laughs) No. Oh, his idea that he's telling you, like... Okay, okay, I know. He's telling you, like, then put the oven on, stick your beard in there for 45 (laughs) minutes, (laughs) get it nice and toasty. Like, like, I like the idea that you're like, but Papa walking. Putting, 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 but putting metal in ice cold water is bad. It's like, hey, who's the Papa walking here? Shut your little mouth. And of course, the next twist is that I'm not even related to him. It's like, what are you doing in my house? Where's my dad? He's like, I'm Mike. And then I like the idea that you put your beard and like you put your face in the oven for 45 minutes, it's nice and crispy, and then you're just like, what now? It's like, Ah, you thought the cold knife was silly. What's going to soothe your burns now? And he's like, and that's how you shave with ice cold blade. Like, an ice cold blade. Get the seared hair off your face. So, oh my god. So I'm, obscure. I Don't know, even get him on the birds and the bees conversation. Oh no. I, I know I do this very often on the show. Yeah. But I've noticed the subtitles in this movie are great. Our version, uh, there are no exclamation marks, there are just lowercase L's. Oh, really? Yeah. Maybe you're wrong. Well, let's look for an exclamation mark. That'll be our little uh, scavenger hunt. Question. Yes. Is it exclamation mark or exclamation point? I've always said exclamation point. I've always said mark. Oh, Civil War. Whose team are you on? Mark or point? Dun, dun, dun. I'm on JTT. Uh, not sexually on him, but like emotionally involved with him. We the Mark Confederates decree that it is the mark, not the point. Point. As a neutral bystander, I think it's uh-huh. it's uh, exclamation walking. Ow! <laughs> we declare war with you, walking folk. I um, love that exclamation, walking. Christop- Can we do that? Christopher walking, Christopher sitting, Christopher eating. <laughs> <laughs> Fun 
fact about this movie was the director and a lot of the stars are ashamed and embarrassed of this project, unfortunately. Um, it just didn't go very well. Lots of studio interference. And I don't know why I'm mean? saying it like walking. I'm still getting <laughs> detox from walking. Studio interference, so they wanted edit edit the film in certain ways and T- test audiences you haven't test up. audiences and all this make oh. it have a happy ending instead of a drab ending all that and um you know nicole kidman is ashamed of this movie she doesn't want to <gasps> talk about it unfortunate because her hair is amazing and She's a goddess. you know jtt no comment <laughs> christopher walken no comment but, like, Bette Midler brought a lot of uh, stress from her other projects she was doing heaps on, brought stress onto this project, made it really tense to work with. But apparently, you know, Christopher Walken, it just said in the trivia, Frank Oz, the director, had to have some words with Walken, and it didn't Ooh. say in regards to what. And I just don't know, because according to, like, everybody that works with him, he's, like, one of the most professional guys. He just goes in, does his stuff, does professional work, then goes out. So I wonder what about this film made him just go, screw it, I'm going to be bad boy walking, and just be like, you know, what, what, I want to know what the director talked to him about. Like, what did he walk over? He goes, now, Christopher, you've got to stop dancing in every single scene that we're doing. He's like, but I feel the dance. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I am the fat boy Slim's weapon of choice. <laughs> and then, you know, like, I want to know what happened yeah. on the behind the scenes. Now, so this interesting. movie... This movie, Bartek, I think out of all of them would be interesting to see, like, to be in the behind-the-scenes process because there is so many troubles with this movie. There is so many tensions. Like, the director actually said, I fucked up on this one. No yeah. way! Yeah. Oh. Frank Oz is the most vo- go, go. vocal about it, but it's not out of bitterness. It's more out of, like, he, he yeah, he made mistakes. He, he mentioned something like he shouldn't have... Uh, try to appease the test audiences so much he should have just gone with his gut instinct I believe was something he said yeah okay which you know maybe a long time Caitlin we try and find out why is this unappreciated and maybe that's why the director himself probably sank this movie because he didn't feel like it was his best product you mm. know but that's unfortunate because it is a good product it is an unappreciated one I mean Roger here there's a point where Roger, I think it's coming up soon, where mm. he hears the sex and wants to run up there and join them to well, get yeah, some. This is the yeah. scene. Even though he is, in fact, homosexual. <laughs> well, her reaction to a man's work. I guess, I guess. So he's like, I want some of that orgasmic love. That's right, yes. That's right, he's in a relationship and he's like, fuck it, I'm in. I'm go- hey, 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 you don't know how open it is. Yeah. You guys oh, are living in the true. past while mm. these guys, this town is literally living in the past. <laughs> this, this town is recreating the past. I can't believe they just broke in and they're just like roaming around the house. Well, they did you hear the comment they made when the door was open? It's like, oh, unlocked. So trusting. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin, if I went to your house right now, yes. would I be able to open it up? Yes, absolutely. Uh, where do you live? I live... Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just saw the exclamation point. No, you didn't. The, the, you, the, saw L's. Uh, you saw L's. The no, L's. I saw the L's. You saw an exclamation walking. Get it right. <laughs> no, she did. She saw a lowercase L's. No, it's that's an exclamation walking. Get it right. There's a lowercase L in the name walking, so relax your Dax, Ryan. I like how there's no subtitles for her screaming in an orgasm. It's just, it would just say, oh. No, it would, be, it would just be high-pitched screaming. Like, wouldn't it be great? What you if know it's what's just weird? Orgasm. You know what's weird about this movie? This is before dubstep. 
So imagine, well, yeah. <laughs> Skrillex <laughs> was just a baba. Could you imagine if this movie was made now and her screams would be dubstep noise yeah, because seriously. she's a robot? So she'd be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, I found it so weird that they just left the remote on the floor. No, mm-hmm. didn't he? Didn't he run out with it? I thought he hey? ran out with the... Maybe no, I was no. wrong. Like, they've yeah. just run away from the robot coming down the stairs. Look, look he's got it in his hand still. <gasps> oh, he's got it in his hand. We, yeah, he, he still has it in his hand. He's taken the remote control. Or well, has he? No, Caitlin was saying that they look, found, still, it, uh, they just, they found it. it on the floor. That, oh, yeah, the husband. You know, the husband, well, maybe just, he was like, yeah, now we're having sex. I don't need it. Just throw it on the floor. throw it on the floor. Well, to be fair, we learn later on that all the husbands... Well, no, we know that all the husbands are... To use the Australian term, they're all kind of dags. Losers. Losers, dags, geeky guys. A bunch of twats, I like she's watching Harvey Birdman, attorney at law, in the background, (laughs) and that Birdman is voiced by none other than Gary Cole, who is in I'll Be Home for Christmas with Matthew Broderick. Again! Boom. With another voice of Cinder. Simba. Cinder! My favourite Lion King character, Cinder, the brother of Simba, Uncle Scar's favourite cub. I've always liked you, Cinder. Cinder. Be prepared, Cinder. <laughs> he just cleans around Pride Rock. I just can't wait to for my brother to be king. Yep, pretty much. He's telling me that I can't wait for my brother I can't wait to usurp my bro. <laughs> it's like a retelling. So, um, did you did you guys actually have a specific favorite character though? Mm. Tension. I really like Bet. Mi- uh, Bette Midler in this. I thought she was great. Bobby, yeah. Yeah, Bobby. Roberta. Roberta. Yeah. And what about you, Bartek? Well, John Lovitz in the in First that in that, in that fair scene was pretty great. I feel like his character doesn't really have that kind of goofiness. Like you said earlier, he he was very much like me. You said mm. I don't feel like he is me throughout the whole film. Well, no, because you're you and he is he. <laughs> it's like a paradox of the actor. Oh, don't get me started oh, about the sweet paradox of the actor. Jesus. Oh no. <laughs> Any Deacon fans out there, you'd understand. So well from our time in the course. Yeah. That's so right. um, Nicole Kidman goes from being black to pink. Not in skin color; she's always pink. Clothing. But clothing. That's right. Because she's like the only one who's trying to properly adapt. Like she bakes so many cupcakes. Actually, you know what? I think the her change within the film it's too. Good. It's too, yeah, yeah, it's no, too no. amazing. It's too, <laughs> it's too full on. Like, there's no sort of process. Well, that's a, well, no, that's the thing though. Think about her character. She's full on. She goes from one extreme to the other. She mm, doesn't do anything like yeah. a normal person would. That's no, her problem. That's, that's right. what's breaking up the marriage. She goes yeah. gung ho or no ho. Yeah, that's right. Okay, uh, true. Yes, true. And, and on the topic of it being a black comedy, you yes. know, like she's she's here because. She wants to, and her husband, they want her to better herself. Mm. So, you know, it's good that she's trying to, you know, be better. But on the other hand, we realise as an audience that this is kind of, you know, the thriller film. Like, something's happening to the women in this town. So while we're like, yes, it's good that you're bettering yourself and you're enthusiastic, 
but you're also playing into their hands and we can't be too happy about that. So it really plays with your emotions. Yeah. Is there anything about anything sexy about flabby white men on leather chairs drinking <laughs> scotch smoking cigars? Because apparently it's like the male dream apparently. And they, oh boy they all play like Xbox. Cigars! Mm. This movie really lacks certain things. Oh jeez. <laughs> They're just smiling, and Ben Mittler's like, I'm trying. Well, they're doing what's called the Stepford smile. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there's lots of Stepford things. Yeah, like they don't smile with their eyes. Oh, there was a thing, keep Stepford strong later on, and it just reminded me of X-Men, Mutant and Proud. You can't stop Stepford. You can't stop Stepford. Jeez, it scares me. do we all know about... Lyndon Johnson? Yeah. Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ. LBJ? No, but that's not what I was going to say. All the way with LBJ? About what the uh, the original Stepford Wise film changed from the novel, the books, I mean. I haven't seen it. No, go, no. go for it. I know the endings of the two films are different. Well, I'm, I'm just saying... Really? Yes, in the ending of the original film, it ends with, I do believe, her being a robot. Oh, I knew it! Like I was her, half her shopping carting. Well, I mean, more, Ryan, we seem to have been reading from like the same trivia, so I, I figure you would have known that like in the books, apparently, it wasn't that they were becoming 50s housewives. No. They were becoming not so much the, you know, perfect wife kind of characters, but like the really... Uh, not dominatrix characters, but they're really like sexual characters. Oh yes, yeah, like nymphs, like <laughs> women that women like would with really be whips. really good at sex or something like that. Wait, sexual... so that's in the book? Apparently, yeah. in the books, it was well, changed this, for the movie. This mo- film does it too, though. The the implication that they're all very sexual. Well, yeah, I know because of the, the controller, but apparently, yeah, it wasn't so much the fifties housewife things in the original yeah. source it material. Was... The book was written in nineteen fifty-six. Yeah, I know, and it was changed in the seventy-five film, and apparently that really didn't really sit well with the author when he saw uh, the movie. Yep. Sorry, I'm just listening to the bigotry of Jews here. Uh, spell a big Jew. Oh, and I just the pine cone on the vibrator. Yeah, so funny. Love it. Uh, fun times. Yes. Absolutely. Everybody's had fun times with pine cones on vibrators. You gotta love those pine cones. Do you? <laughs> Caitlin. Maybe yeah. that was in the book. <laughs> Maybe it was a reference to the book. We haven't read the books. Pinecone love. Apparently mm-hmm. there are multiple books. Yeah, yeah. The Stepford Pinecones. <laughs> Pinecone all... baby Jesus. Yes. No, so in the book, uh, they're not uh, 50s wives. They're all crazy, Sexual. sex-driven. So the pinecone comment would have been out of, wouldn't have been out of place. Yeah, I, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, it, it's more That's like so weird. Not so much that they're meant to be like perfect wives or slaves. Or like they're meant to be uh, the Just the savage. women that will be really good for the husbands, like to have sex with. Yeah, what a basically. great image. Sexual objects. Great image of Bette Midler giving no fucks with antlers on her head. <laughs> Weird, like, baubles hanging yeah, up Yeah, I love that. So, like, our classic So, bit. here's... I think, you know, this movie is the greatest movie of all time, but it does have problems, does have errors, have faults. And As I think it mainly movie. falls with JTT's shoulders. Not the acting, but his story. There's things I don't understand, such as, you know, if you came into this town that has robot technology... Yes. ...you would react... Like, wow, or what, or any reaction. Or just like, but JTT oh! just decides not to react with any emotion. No, zero. And here's the thing. 
do they brief you on the robot things? Because John Lovitz has been in the town just as long as, or just a bit longer than uh, uh, JTT, and he's already aware right now at this point about the robots. So, do they brief him about the robots? I feel like, I feel like what jo- happens? I feel like John Lovitz's character is uh, they- more. What's that word? Not influential. Uh, Austere. <laughs> Uh, it's it's that you're like easily influenced. What's that yeah. word I'm thinking of? Uh, easily, mis- no, no. I'll, I'll think of it later. But he's a, sh- <laughs> but he's a sheep. Yeah, he's easily influenced, and I feel like maybe they went for him first because he was like an easier target, maybe. Yeah, I guess. And then the gay guy was surprisingly on board with this as well because they confer- convert Roger first. That's right, yeah. And then Bette Midler, which I find surprising because wouldn't you want to get rid of Bette Midler first because she's like the most loudmouth, annoying, Yeah, like, because she's the pragmatic one that doesn't fit one. in the most. Yeah, the gay guy actually tried to accept the lifestyle as did Nicole Kidman, but that just, I guess, trying wasn't enough. Mm. Not trying's enough. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I like how when I watched this, I just wrote... What, so it gives him 20s all in one dollar bills? I said the same thing. And then thing. Matthew the reaction is... She gives, oh, she gives singles. Yeah. Like a stripper. <laughs> you give her yeah. singles. I also noticed that. Like, that's a lot of notes for just 20. And like I just she love... could just dispense one note. Look at Christopher Walken. He's looking at him like, I'm a lion and you're a sheep. You better obey or chomp. And then he's like, good sheep, good. I like at the end. That's not what I would got from it. You like, seeing what... like, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, singles. No, I looked at it like... Good, he's accepted the situation. No, I looked at it as, as yes, unfortunately, yes. <laughs> what do you reckon? Why are we arguing over this, Ryan? What's with this <laughs> no business? What's wrong with you? I think Caitlin I was giving got... my take, you have to dismiss it? No, Bartek. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say, like, they all stood up when uh, he receives the $20. The $20. Yeah, well, yeah. To see how he would react. Yeah, I and they go, oh yeah, he's reacted well to this, so he can join our little boys club. But if he didn't react well, what do you think would have happened? Robot, Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> they have male versions of these things as well. Here's something I love: the the snot butt. Uh, the characterization here is great. I don't know if you guys notice this, but I'm really mm. into little things. Mm. The kid gave him that soccer ball or whatever it is. And he's like, he was going to have a game with him. And then when Jonathan Taylor Thomas here goes all manly and he's like, I'll be home when I'll be home, okay, honey? Blah, blah. Mm. He gets into the car and they speed off and he just like fucking throws the ball away. Like, <laughs> I found that very telling of his character because the real story is. <laughs> Fuck you, that, Look at this, look at this. And he's got cupcake in one hand. Like, look at this. You'll see it. And then he goes, Fuck that ball! <laughs> like, he just goes, and goes, Fuck <laughs> Um, I think the great, I think what I like about this movie, I think a strength, is the two stories going on, but the B story, which is Matthew, I mean, Jonathan Taylor Thomas, Simba, is a lesser one, they don't even really focus on it, but it's there, which is, that story is the deterioration of his trust in her and the marriage, Mm. and him kind of becoming more swayed by the masculinity of the society, and becoming more and more misogynistic, and blah blah blah, and less trusting, and her story, which is the main one, which is the intrigue of what's happening in this town. Mm -hmm. 
I like it. I think those two yeah. things go corresponding. I, I I mentioned this earlier, but I drew a lot of parallels between this movie and Rosemary's Baby, and it was largely on that. And I won't spoil Rosemary's Baby because that's a movie you you don't need to spoil. You don't want spoilers. Spoiler when you watch alert! It. It's Rosemary's Baby. No. <laughs> but, but in oh, that, God. but who's the dad? But in that movie, uh, Rosemary and her husband clearly walk into this uh, world coming from the same place but as the movie goes on she starts like, being suspicious of everyone including her spouse that she's supposed to have this trust with <sighs> typical mm. now Caitlin do you have trust issues with spouses no I'm cool have you had a spouse yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh wait you know what my- I, I lie I have in the past but my current one we're, we're a-okay a-okay yeah you don't know, he could be planning to turn you into a robot. Oh, sweet Jesus. Now, here's something I'd like to ask your yes. perspective on, the female perspective. Mm. If you had a spouse that you had been married to for a very long time, yes. have had kids to, yes. and you quit your career and moved to a small country town and then was turned into a robot, and then you got turned back into a human again, yes. would you still still uh, uh, be married to this man who turned you into a robot? No! But Fuck they all, at, they all at the <laughs> at the end, they're all still married to their husbands. Really, I did not catch on yeah, to that. Yeah, because it's like what happened to the husbands? Like, oh, they're still in Stepford, and then they're like, they're all yeah, shopping. Their wives are punishing <gasps> them, not leaving them. That's right. And they're like, oh my God, we better hurry up, or they're, they're they're gonna get angry at us. And they're like, no talking, yes. shop. <gasps> because remember, they are submissive, and once they That's don't right. have that control over them, then they're being forced back into the submissive nature. I would nature. personally kill them. <laughs> I would murder all them bitches. Uh, so, well, that's because you're boring and predictable, right? So here's a question. Now this is a <laughs> shut up, Bartek. Here's a question. I, here's boring. a question I'm really, really pondering. This is like the big one for me. I don't yeah. know if you had a big question in your brains or philosophy about this. Lay it on us. They're robots, yeah. Yes. Well, they we're led to believe that. So later on in the movie, they explain the process, kinda, where they plant microchips in their brain that makes them go blur, right? Yes. But then they have these robotic shells of their bodies, right, with no eyes. You know what? Yeah. That and no hair, right? So confusing. So yeah. do they put their brains and eyes into these shells, right? So yeah. then what happens to your bodies? So are they dead? Like, they have no organs, they're gone, they're it's disposed of? So unclear. So at the end of the movie... When Bette Midler and Roger and every other woman gets deactivated from the 50s programming, does that mean they have invincible robot bodies <gasps> for the rest of their lives? Oh, snap. I did not think about that. Well, That's it's, so cool. It's just chips on their brains. No, 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 it is because... Because um the woman before she was spinning like like a robot and like she had a robot body yeah, and I think know. Nicole Kidman and Roger they both look at their robot bodies that their brains are going to be put into. Do you remember the slab? Okay, hold on, hold on, because this is where we're getting into the really tricky territory where we do say yes, it exists in this film that there is an ATM woman and there is clearly a ro- robotic woman, but we're also have to acknowledge the fact that the director has pointed out that it is a plot hole that exists. Yeah. So what? Is do it? But yeah. that's death of. We're gonna go 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 to go with death of the author though. Sorry, what does that mean? Death of the author, which means anything that the author, the creator, has said, con- like said outside of the actual text, doesn't mm. count. So Edgar Allan Poe could come up right now and just go, 
Raven's not about this. It's just about how I love ravens. Well, true, but it, <laughs> but that doesn't matter. Ravens? But it's also a case where it's, it says the women are robots, and then at the end it says there are no robots. What if there's just two but different It's a types. contradiction that exists. But here's the thing. Her technology, she has a robot husband. Mm. Yeah. So robots exist. Yeah. And it's, they malfunction all, like it, robots. Like, I'm just saying it's very confusing because Bette Midler puts her hand on a fire. And it doesn't burn her, doesn't affect her, so she has a robot body. Well, she doesn't react to it. No, no, but she, her skin is fine. Like, that's the thing. Like, she's standing there, it's just Burn-proof. doesn't, it doesn't react. Yeah. So, that's my thing. In in my so understanding, exciting. they're in robot bodies. Because they also get physically altered. Mm. They're in robot bodies, but their brains with microchips in their eyes are inserted into these shells. So, at the end of the movie... Their bodies are... the real bodies are gone. They're dead. They're destroyed. Whatever. So at the end, she, Bette Mittler, and Roger could easily take over the world with their robot bodies. <laughs> I get Which is true because Roger a is stretch. a senator. He's a senator. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He oh, no. He got rid of his, his Viggo Mortensen shirt. I, no, guess no, this one, one. I guess this one would have benefited more if we hadn't done the research because it's really hard to separate... The comments from the author. From, uh, yeah, but I'm just going to give me what I'm just going to go with the, what the film gave me because the the director could have said, "Yeah, Roger, he's not gay," and, and I'll be like, "Oh well, the film says." <laughs> <laughs> now, don't you like how Roger, when he comes back from being a robot, he looks like uh, Mitt Romney, the presidential candidate from like last American presidency? Mm-hmm. Yet it was like way before Mitt Romney. Who knew this film? Well, I'm sure Mitt Romney was. The future. <laughs> I'm sure Mitt Romney was a politician at the time. Caitlin's laughing because she's scared that Donald Trump will be president. I'm scared. I'm too. actually terrified. Yeah, well, you know who I think should be president? Schwarzenegger. Finally, give <laughs> Just do it. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Live the American dream. Aye. <laughs> and then you know who will be his running God. mate? Huh? Who will be his running mate? Like, you know, Vice President walking oh yeah and you'll be like hey live the dream the american <laughs> dream i'm from queens <laughs> caitlin's gone <laughs> lots of walking impersonations here that's mm-hmm. good yeah. so Bartek, was there a big thing for you plot hole or things in this movie that really for you raised a question or something that you you want to get some feedback about like or was this movie really clear cut for you um, honestly, uh, uh, when they revealed the whole chip thing, I'd sort of forgotten about the fact that there were clearly robots at one mm-hmm. point. Mm. So I kind of just ran with it. Um, I suppose the thing is, uh, th- they mentioned the chips when they turned off, they get destroyed. Uh, yeah. I hope that doesn't cause any brain damage. No, no, I'm sure their technology's fine. My favourite bit, actually is a bit where Christopher Walken shows his video ad. <laughs> but that's not, the, that, that's not the bit. That's not the bit. Oh, okay. He turns it, it because it's on a painting, right? It's on this giant painting. And oh, then, like, he I dissolves it. Down. And then John Lovitz just says, it's a painting again. <laughs> yeah. 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 I remember that. Yeah. That you know was what? like, oh, Jesus. You're right. <laughs> Fuck the whole brain damage question. Fuck it. Just let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no. It's not brain... It won't cause brain damage, Bartek, because the chips would just dissolve, I think, is the, the question. No, because they're like bio... They're bio chips. They're not just like computer chip you stick in their, your brain. I think 
like once they're running active, they can't dissolve. But I think they'll just dissolve into Nicole Kidman's brain. Hence, well, she doesn't have them. Yeah, I know that. The, but every single woman except Nicole Kidman, Ryan. No, not every single woman, because Glenn Close except doesn't me. have it. Jeez. <laughs> but some could argue she's more of a lizard person than a woman. Oh, Jesus. My favorite thing is for you podcast listeners, you can't get a visual image, but. Every single guest that we've had on this show can sit calmly in a chair, <laughs> but Caitlin has to kind of squat on the chair, kind of per- <laughs> kind of perching like a bird. And Caitlin, you're very short, and I'm very tall, and she's now taller than me in the chair because she's kind of standing in it, basically. I'm, can you not sit? I, I'm just not <laughs> comfortable sitting casually in a chair i just gotta do my squats she can't is it technically being casual if you're not comfortable ryan you're not engaging Mm. her well enough jeez i'm I'm sorry he's got so much energy i'll put a ring on that and then we can be engaged (laughs) caitlin will you engage me (laughs) (laughs) oh ryan make it so (laughs) i do i just like sitting on my chairs like this i don't know maybe it's an asian thing but you're Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't tell you. <laughs> oh my lord, I couldn't tell by your complexion that you were Asian. Oh no! Oh no! Bartek, is there anything you're hiding from me? Are you not in fact Polish, but in fact Middle Eastern? Tell me the truth. <laughs> Ryan, all the guests that we've had on have not been Polish. Have been humouring you. <gasps> You've really been talking to no one this whole time. There is no Bartek. Oh no, it's all in my brain, which is damaged from chips from the Stepford program. Oh, no! There's lots of things happening in this movie. Dark, black comedy, sci-fi, thriller, romantic, because it's about them repairing their marriage. Did you worry at any point that their marriage was going to fail? Hmm. Well, I, I think at the end, uh, I just assumed that she would, like, get sick of it because she's such a powerhouse. Yeah, she's powerhouse. So I was just like, oh, well. Here, here's the thing. What changed? She just was not turned into a robot, but their dynamic's still the same, right? Who's like, dynamic? Matthew, yeah, man, JTT and Nicole. Yeah. Their marriage dynamic is still the same at the end. Like, she's power woman, he's meek man. But that was what was causing the stress in their relationship. Yeah, so nothing well, changed well, suppose, from the start to the end, other than she was clearly less crazy. Well, I suppose the whole experience made them... Uh, to bring it back to Guess Who, where the the whole thing was about... Uh, Anything re- to bring it back to redoing, Shut up. Redoing their vows. I can't, The whole conflict <laughs> of... Shut the, up, Caitlin. Go the, on. the whole conflict of this movie is that... Um, you know, the, they go through all this shit, this really scary thriller shit, and it makes them reaffirm their love for each other because they realise what love is, what emotions are, and I don't know why this dog is being related to the robot No, because dog. the dog got turned into a robot dog because it was a champion. So the robot dog is meant to be this dog? Yeah. I don't get it. Why so, do so, they have that okay, dog? Okay, because it's a joke. It's a joke, okay? So the joke is, like, the... The thing is, all of these women are power women. So they're all successful. So leaders, blah, blah. And then the joke is, the dog is a champion dog. Like it's, you know, a title winning dog for all these dog things, right? So the joke is, even the dog 
got turned yeah. into a robot because my, it's sorry, dynamic. But my confusion is, why do they have the dog? <laughs> because <laughs> you think that? Yeah. Why not the owner? Because the, the owner dog. might be gone. Okay, so they gave it to JTT. Yeah, it's just a joke. It's a fun joke. But you were saying, Bartek. Yeah, I was. You interrupted yourself. I interrupted myself. But it Shut was, up, Bart. But, <laughs> but it was something that Guys, really confused please. me, so I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, yeah. So you were saying, you were going on. It confused me, too. I thought it, it was, was just hilarious, because it looks nothing like the dog. It's just like, But why? they can make perfect human robots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but not dogs. It might have been the first one, like the tester. Yeah, I guess. You were right, though. It does look delicious, like chocolate. Mm. I would um, eat that dog. <laughs> It's a little too bright brown. But yes, the whole conflict of this movie <laughs> makes them realise what love is. It reaffirms their love. What and is I think... love? Baby, don't hurt me. No more. See, you did it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, on. love is a very complicated thing, Love Ryan. is blind. Love is blind. <laughs> and this movie, you know, it gives an explanation. I haven't seen in a week, so I kind of forget what it is. But it has it, and it's... The special kind of love between Nicole Kidman's character and JTT's character. Yeah. You and know, it means something to them. You know what's really weird? Does this mean when she gets turned into a robot, she has infinite money now? Because she's an ATM, right? Unless they get filled because up Because she money. gives him $500. I think she it's specifically of the husband's bank account. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yes. Here's my five, here's because $500. He, because remember, he had to use his, you know, card... Yeah, you can't, yeah. If he, I mean, technically, if he could rob her, she'd only have his money. <laughs> <laughs> he robbed his own wife, <laughs> who's a subservient robot. Stick it up, baby! <laughs> and she's like, anything, master. It's like, God. empty your cash. Yes, but <laughs> Give me a thousand bucks. And she does it all in singles. <laughs> God. Take it to the strippers. <laughs> woo, woo! To the robot strippers. To the robot strippers. And then he goes, give me all the money. And they're like, yes, master. You know what, Ryan, though? That is a question. Like, this whole thing is like a secret Stepford experiment. But there had to be a thing where they connected these wives to the bank system and the legal tender that they hold. <laughs> so here's does that mean that it's a it's a nationwide conspiracy? Here's the thing. Oh. If, if this, here's the thing, though. Why does this town have local businesses? Because they're run by robots. And everything, like, all the people work are the robot women, right? Mm. So how does... And if it's all robots, and her idea is to rule the world with robots, right? Yeah. Why would you need an economy? Well, like I said... Because everything's subservient. Well, like I said, it's connected nationwide, and not the whole nation has these robots. So. No, no. Yeah, so see? Her hand's burning. It doesn't even affect it. Yeah, but, but, but no, no, what I'm saying is, like, at the moment, that was just in this town. Mm-hmm. Right? And I know what you're saying. But, like, in the ideas of just, you know, out, to remove your, your theorem for a second... Just to be like, in this singular town, they have local businesses and they have like people running from it. Why? Is this going to be... If her idea is everything's going to be run by robots. What's the point of an economy if you're robots, technically, and she's the only human? She would be the only one who would actually need, like, in an ideal world... She would be the only human left, so why would she even need money? Why would there be a need for an economy? Couldn't she just get everything she wants from robots? Slaves? It's an interesting world that Glenn Close has set up, isn't it, Caitlin? <laughs> <laughs> All the questions. Oh, this part made me cringe. She ran over the hedge. Oh, wow. 
that made you cringe? I was like, oh god, not the hedge. She was thinking, what about those poor animals in the movie over the hedge? They could have been behind that hedge, and now they're all dead. It was a perfectly. What did the hedge do to you? Uh, it symbolizes masculinity. I I think it's just sort of like chaotic. Just I need to know what's going on. Run over the hedge. I'm one of these bad people that just notices how outfits, certain outfits accentuate certain things for the characters in these movies. And in this particular outfit that Nicole Kidman's wearing, it just makes the little breasts that she does have just go, like, way down her chest. <laughs> and I'm like, poor Nicole Kidman. She, she, she's got barely anything going on. Do you need to make it look like she looks like olive oil from freaking Popeye? Popeye? Also, <laughs> might I add, make a live-action version of Popeye <gasps> again. Yes. We I love Popeye. Sh- there's a live action version with Robin Williams. And make it again and she can be olive oil. Yes. I don't care if she's too old. And she can be like, save me, save me. Well, and they the use spaghetti that. arms, yes. Y- and you know how in Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. My favourite uh, one, yes. My favourite too. Um, he accidentally turns that kid's arm to jelly. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They should do that effect. Where it's like, ooh! <laughs> and Christopher Walken can be himself. <laughs> he just casually strolls I'd in. like to say, if Christopher Walken, I saw him in the dark, and he just said, welcome, I'd be afraid. <laughs> you wouldn't. You love Christopher Walken. I would wet myself. <laughs> wet myself. Wet myself. Wet myself in a good way. Yeah, I can do Christopher Walken... Esque impersonation, but you know, it's one thing I can never get. Christopher Walken isn't always just, hey, wow! He does that thing where he gets like really deep, gruff, raspy voice, and I just can't do that. I can't do it. I can't be like. Well, that and the fact that everyone who does a Christopher Walken impression kind of exaggerates it a lot. Well, he exaggerates yeah. it now himself, <laughs> though. Like, Christopher Walken's doing impersonation of himself as his career goes on. Yeah, but here we're in 2004. Yeah, but this is like the... This is the beginning of when he just goes off the deep end with crazy movies. Like, remember, he was in Wedding Crashes. Oh my god, he was. And wasn't he the best? Actually. Next completely to... forgot about that. Wedding Crashes? How yeah. could you? Um, Isla Fisher's in that movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, love her. She's the one. Uh, again, another redheaded Australian actress. Do I? Do we only give redhead Australian actresses? Rose Byrne, Nicole Kidman, Isla Fisher. Do well, we only have redheads? No, the little girl in the Nice Guys. She was blonde. <laughs> Is she though? <laughs> Is she? Though? I mean, Christopher no, Walken's blonde in this robot. movie as well, but he's not actually blonde in real life. Maybe, maybe all these Australian actresses are Stepford robots. Do you remember that Christopher mm. Walken played a Bond villain? He played a James Bond villain. When? Uh, in Roger Moore's last movie, A View to Kill. Possibly the worst Bond no, title. No, I haven't seen it. You know why it's called A View to Kill? There's a bit where Walken's in a Zeppelin, and he's just, like, talking about, like, yeah, this is the perfect place. It's a good view to kill. <laughs> no, like, Title. Like... My favorite thing about Christopher Walken in this movie is in this video. Yeah, is it just how he salutes the other thing? It's the salute. Yeah. Where he gives a little minor salute, like it's it's off time as well. Like like, whoops. But it's also not only is it off time, but it's also he's he's a. Uh... Oh, now I'm thinking of another word that I'm forgetting. He puts him. He puts a lot of effort into it. Energy. He, energy. He puts it. He, he sells it. He tries to sell it. He sells it. He raw. doesn't just go like, uh, yeah, half-hearted or whatever. No, Christopher Walken doesn't do anything half-hearted. No, he sold it to me. Abracadabra. <laughs> uh, so, oh, here we go. Here we go, guys. The final big act revelation. 
What was your feelings, Caitlin, when it was confirmed that you were technically wrong about robots? Well... Everything nice. (laughs) (laughs) It made me think, like, I wonder what those secret ingredients are. And actually, this part Sugar and spice and everything nice. I thought this part was so funny. And look... Ow! (laughs) (laughs) Um, Another subtitle quirk. Earlier when it said comfortable, the T wasn't italicised. No. What a scandal. Voila. So so your feelings of the big act thing, do you feel like this Chris movie... Morgan just looked at the camera. Yeah, because he, because he does what he wants. Because it's a film within a film. Yeah. And he was like he was clearly looking at Joanna at one point, and then he turned to the camera and it was nice. So, it's a painting again. <laughs> Thanks. Painting Thanks for the observation, John. So how did you feel about this? Was it one of those twists that really got you, like Inception level, uh, hmm. like Sixth Sense level, like <laughs> you know, you're dead. You know, like I can see dead people. Like, was this possibly the best cinematic twist that you've seen in your lifetime? Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I think this film is a work of art. I watched it and I. Ha- had to go have a shower. <laughs> it was. It she got that mind. wet from it. Jeez. <laughs> Wait a second. Wow. All the sweat. Yep. From the sweat experience. and any, any other bodily fluids. <laughs> Wait a second, Caitlin. Yes. Where did you watch this film? About. <laughs> okay. Look, I'll be honest. I watched it while I was lying in bed. And, <gasps> no. that, and that then just you made me realize how wrong. And that then you went thing. home and had a shower. <laughs> Whoa! Is your bed not at home? It was at home. Her guys. shower is considered and is in another place that she calls home. I no, where her yes. parents live. I imagine because <laughs> home is where the heart is. So your heart is always in your chest. Your home is always in your chest. There we go. So she bathed in her all heart. Right, enough about her chest, all right? <laughs> Jeez, the right? It's not as good as Nicole Kidman. Fat one, jeez. <laughs> you know what? Uh, I, I disagree with what you were saying before about the um, her shirt making her look flatter. I think. I think it, it does. really does make it look flatter. No, because you know why? Uh, like, you know... I mean, her boobs are like <laughs> way down her chest. Maybe she still has boobs, but it's like she has a really flat chest. No, but yeah, she is. But the shirt that she's wearing at the moment, the button that goes across her chest, it is. Uh, it looks like it's going to pop. Like, it looks yeah, like I'm not saying that she there. doesn't have boobs. I'm saying, like, it's squishing her boobs to where her navel is. <laughs> if, if you look, look at it. Boom. Yeah, okay. She really does have, like, basically, you know, Nicole Kidman's barely got anything, but she's about to touch a belt line. Jeez. <laughs> Granny. She is a tall woman. She, like, she is a fiercely tall... Out, is that know? how it works? I don't know. Is, I would assume so. The lo- is this the logic of... Freaking oh. spy kids! Wait, wait, wait! This is the part where she sees she has herself. She's weird knees. She sees herself, but she's got no eyes and no hair. And this is where the whole question comes from. Yeah, but like, why? So, how did you feel about the twist going into it blind, Bartek? Did you feel like it was a great cinematic twist? Did you feel shocked, compelled? What was your emotional reaction? Well, first of all, I just like the whole thing of can they feel love? And Chris Falken says, "Well, have a look at this," and there are scary eyes. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. It's like, but do they? It's like, can they say love? In 57 languages. <laughs> was it 57 or 58? Or 58. It was like, but do they mean it? <laughs> and to answer your question, did I like the twist? It was a fantastic twist, but I was more surprised at the idea, uh, not the idea, of the fact that of the 
behavioral change of the men. Mm, because throughout yeah. the movie, I somehow missed the whole inferiority thing for most of the men. Because, yeah, they're not... They're really, not, too... not when they were clicking their fingers asking for scotch or making their wives oh, literal ATMs. That. Well, Don't fucking no, look at it, me. Kate, uh, calm down. I can't. Okay. Continue. It was the whole idea of, like... They were. Sh- they're not like the. F- they're not like main characters. They're like just. They're characters for these kind of scenes here. Yeah. And um. Where was I going with this? I I was saying that um. They were shown to be serious for most of it, and then when they revealed that they're you know, pansies, and then they're kind of like compl- bitching a lot mm-hmm. at Joanna when she was like calling them out on the, them being pathetic. It was more that attitude that surprised me. But it's not really a shock, though, because look at... It's not a shock, but it surprised me a bit more. Did you think that she got turned into a robot? No. I totally did. I was like, I fucking knew it, that little bitch. I, no, uh, I didn't. Caitlin, when I messaged Caitlin to come on this show and do this episode, you were like, I haven't seen this before. And, and uh, Facebook has that amazing little feature where you can send like a, a gif or a gif to people and the only one I could find was Nicole Kidman pushing a shopping trolley <laughs> and I was like I'll send that I guess the reason why I didn't and I was like uh, okay the reason- <laughs> and you're like I guess that's the movie the reason why I didn't believe that she was a robot is because this scene already established something that she's different she doesn't say any character's name Mmm, that's a good... Oh, my God. All right, stay in your seat. Stay Snap! In your seat. Okay, no, actually, back down. goodbye. <laughs> it's like it I'm out. I'm done. That's, that's it. I'm out. You know what's really bad? Mm. They showed what Nicole Kidman looks like bald. She has a big enough forehead already. Oh, God. Don't need Ryan. to show that. Big forehead life. Uh, Represent. Big forehead life. Also, she did, also she did have a bit of a smirk in that shot. Smirkerella. Like more, more in the eyebrows like than the smile. She has, she has little eyebrows, so the smirk must have been really yeah, but they were for a- you to see. <laughs> but they were angled downwards, like, you know, kind of like a like, frowning. Yeah. Like a super, super So it's like a, mm, I know something that you don't. Yes. I know something you don't know. That's terrifying. Stop that. <laughs> <laughs> you want me to stop? Someone's being naughty. Can I apologise to everyone that's listening? (laughs) No. I apologise for nothing other than that man's wearing an amazing tartan outfit. Did you see that? I love it. Yeah. I mean, I wish we all... Look, I'm not telling you that Caitlin and Bartek are not wearing tartan outfits, but you know me, I am. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Caitlin's wearing a jumper with oranges, strawberries, grapes and bananas and are those avocados or just upside down green love hearts I would think that they're pears you can say just fruit pears. Yeah. no no we're gonna get the specific fruit you can't just say fruits because it could be like oh well is she wearing like tomatoes on there no <laughs> does anyone actually consider tomato a fruit though everyone like it, like it um, is but is it though yes uh, it's like saying uh, broccoli's vegetables what Okay. Peanuts uh, leg- legumes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Peppy legumes. Yeah. Oh, Bartek, you have to live with him. He doesn't <laughs> live, live with here. me. Oh, you don't? Oh. No, I live with my mother. Bartek lives with his mother, listeners. Bartek's mum is, of course, oh. Polish. But like me, she does not speak Polish either. Bartek learnt Polish from being. From being? Right? Yeah, just being. I wish not, I had that. Not being. Can you speak other languages? Me? Oh. Yeah. Can you speak Scottish? Uh, no, I can speak 
Asian? A little amount of Thai and a tiny amount of Croatian. What? Croatian? Yeah, my stepdad's Croat. That's Slavic. Well, can you translate this movie in either one of those languages for us? Oh, God. Please don't make me do that. (laughs) Ryan, have you learnt nothing about translations from me being on this show? Nope. (laughs) I've learnt nothing. Bartek, why don't you take the reins? You can... You... He can't speak Thai or Croatian. No, but he knows Polish. I don't know enough Thai or Croatian to give you a review. I didn't in say those review. Languages. I just said the title of the movie. Ah, oh. the Stepford Wives. What's oh. that? You didn't say the title. No, I didn't what catch did that. What did I say? You just said, "Can you translate this movie?" Yeah, that's what I mean. That's like the movie title. Come on, oh, guys. The movie title. Click, click, click. Caitlin Hanson. Right, right. Look. Nah. No. One out of three people knew what you were talking about. And, and was you. I was... <laughs> and it was you. And considering the two people that are here don't exist, I'm no, the no, one who... Under- no, you said... exists, I don't. No, you said... I said me. I don't exist. Fine, but he does live here. But... If he doesn't exist and he's part of my mind, technically Bartek does live here. So guess who's wrong, Bartek? Jeez, me, technically, because I don't... do I right. exist? What is the... It's good that you're trying to defend yourself. <laughs> no. Fun fact... Um, uh, he entered the code 1956. That's when this book was written. Oh, and really? It's also the code to unlock his door in that last previous scene. That's why I said the code he used was 1956. And it's the... Uh, and here we get tiny. some images of the female form. Are they all the same? Yes, of course. Um, all I don't women think... Are the same. All <laughs> women are the same. All women are the same. All of them are Croatian, Thai-speaking, Scottish women. Which is a a clever thing, because aren't all the men in this movie the same, apart from Christopher Walken and JTT? No, 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 they're all completely different. John Lovitz is completely different. Ryan, one out of three people agree with you, and it's you. (laughs) I agree with Bartek. I think they're all a (laughs) Well, one out of three people voted for Hitler, and one of them wasn't me, so, you know. I don't know, Ryan. In the history, one out of three people, you tend to be the one person. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm the one who's against Hitler, and you're the one who's for it. You said that one in three people voted for Hitler. Yep. Therefore, you'd be the one because you're always. The I'd one be the three. one out. You're like one in three. Also, oh, one in people, three people didn't vote for Hitler. Is that what you meant to say? Oh, you said no. the opposite by accident. All right, let's play nice. Never. No. Okay. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm out. Well, as you established, <laughs> Caitlin's in. She's out. She's up. She's down. She's right when she's wrong. You know what that reminds you of? That Venga Boy song, Up and Down. I was doing Katy Perry, but all oh, right. Oh right. Katy Perry. Sh- oh look at that suit. Sorry. <laughs> Could you imagine a remake of this where Katy Perry is Bette Midler <laughs> and Lady Gaga is Glenn Close and let's just, for fun, have Demi Lovato as Nicole Kidman. It would be an interesting movie if you place these and JTT would be... Justin Timberlake. I was going to say Kanye West. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> He's crazy. I don't know, maybe... It'd be a completely different ending, I'll tell you what. Maybe yeah. Glenn Close's character should be played by like Chloe Moretz. No, we're doing singers. Is it now Chloe Moretz or used to be Chloe Grace Moretz? Who knows? Oh, I love her. She's all right. Can I just point out how ridiculous this scene is? What do you mean? It's great. It reminds me of the end of Kingsman, The Secret Service, where people's heads explode. The the chips all explode and they do this dramatic... (gasps) Because Because their robot bodies are reacting. Yeah, but... Uh, And I like how he knows. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. And she's like, oh, Herbert... She's going to rip him a new vagina. That'd be amazing. Yep, and then he's going to go shopping. <laughs> Which, oh, that's, it sounds with funny, new, but it's with true. With a new badge, guys. It's because it's a comedy. That's why. Mm-hmm. 
I just can't get over this dramatic huh, jazz hands. I kind of head throwback. What I, am I wearing? Like that's his first question. Not you betrayed me. One thing that I kind of wish is after this whole thing's resolved, uh, freaking Roberta Bobby. She was a character in this movie, but after she turns back normal, she doesn't really appear in it much. I know yeah, she does. Sad. No, she I mean, comes she appears, back at the end. She appears in like the Larry what's King. King. She appears there, but I feel like you know. Is Larry King related to Martin Luther Jr.? I don't know. Good answer. <laughs> when, you, when you say Martin Sorry, Luther Sorry, I'm just going to fan that away. Like Martin, are you talking about like the junior of the German guy or Martin Luther King Jr.? Yeah, King. Okay. That's why I said King. Like, is Larry you King? You didn't say King. <laughs> because it was implied. Ryan, Ryan, Ryan. <laughs> Three out of one people didn't understand reaction. that. <laughs> no, I understood you. I'll confess. But come I, on. There was a Martin Luther. Control your, control your wives. <laughs> I love how easily de- destructible those remotes well, are. Because they're robots. Oh, right. They're bodies. They're their were... bodies are <gasps> rock-hard robots. They're durable enough for the weak men. Yeah, I like you. how she is still playing it, and then she's like, you smile and you're aftershave. And I realised <laughs> I'm not going to And she did a callback. Yeah. I can do. To the crazy bit. Better. And then the he's just like, I'm not having any of it. I'm just going to smack Matthew Look Broderick. Look at him standing there. <laughs> <laughs> he looks, he looks Ryan, like... Ryan, you mixed looks, up the Simbas again. Oh, sorry. Uh, he looks like <laughs> Simba as a kid standing up on his hind legs yeah. trying to be a man. Which even that's not very tall. Christopher Walken is Mufasa and he's like, I've got to jump. <laughs> oh, God. I've got to do it. Got to be king. Circle of life. <laughs> got to beat him to death. For no reason other than he must be be beaten. Do you like how he just accepts it? He's like, that's a shame. And then he's like, I'm going to kill you now. <laughs> I love how flippant he is when he kill, wants to hurt people, Christopher Walken. You just see in his eyes, he's just like, I'm bothered. Might as well do it. Yeah. It's cold-blooded. <laughs> Can you imagine a movie where there is a moral dilemma? I love how he does this hand acting where he's like, he always does that when he gets super angry. Like, as an actor, he just like slowly reaches his hands out and he does like a roar. He's just like, why? <laughs> no, not even kidding. Actually, though. That's actually what he does. Yeah. Um, Yawn, you, you act, Caitlin, sometimes, rarely. Uh, yeah, rarely, but Do I've done a you roar? <laughs> um, it depends on what I'm saying. Uh-oh. Uh, uh-oh. This was a twist that really yeah. shocked me. No, you know what? Literally, I saw because this there's sparks coming out. Mm-hmm. I saw this one coming, to be honest. Did you? Yeah, I was in just bed. Like... <laughs> hey! Hey, Fonzie. Hey. No, but I was like, I, I don't know. I think it got to some point in the movie where I was like, I reckon uh, that bitch right there. She's the, only the evil human. one. Yeah, because because she's she the has only... human reactions to. Yeah, she stands the... out. She's not. Out of all the people in the Stepford Wives, she's the only non-human that lives amongst... Mm, oh, no, sorry. She is the only human. And I'm like, uh, why, women, wouldn't, yeah. why wouldn't uh, the man who runs this experiment turn his own wife into the perfect wife? Because maybe they're both in on it. Maybe they both want this society. Yeah. I kind of thought that too, but on the other hand, all of the women who are controlled by the chips... They look like they simply are being that type of woman, whereas she she really feels like she's really trying yeah. to be that woman. Like, mm. 
And like yeah. you're right, Ryan. She does have those human reactions. Like she's horrified at some things, whereas the other ones just kind of like smile. Oh, yeah, she smile. She screams. She laughs. She cries. Here's something very interesting. I've got to ask you. I thought you guys weren't going to ask this. She simply says it here in a throwaway line. But why didn't she just convert the men and the women too? And her problem is she has a problem with men. Mm. But she, she seemingly has more of a problem with women because she targets them first. Why doesn't she just turn everyone into robots? Correct me if I'm wrong, but doesn't a character question her? Yeah, yeah, it's about to happen. It's like, she goes, but you were married to a robot, and Nicole Kidman says, and she says flippantly, they were next. Mm, yeah, yeah, they but, were next. But why? Why what didn't does she start mean? with the men, you mean? Yeah, but why didn't, she, yeah, why didn't she start with the men if she truly hated them? But also, why didn't she just do both of them? She has enough technology... To do this. Mm. She I has suppose... the means. So why didn't she just convert both of them at the same time. And create this perfect society. If you have like this world that you want to be controlled. Why would you have half of your population be people that aren't controlled? Well I suppose the logic would be that she wants to gain the men's trust. Like you know get the old, get them these women that they really like. So they're like yeah let's stay around here. And you know this guy leading us. This Christopher Walken fellow. He can, he's great, and and when um and when the next part comes, she can easily dispose or as the retcon of this movie is put chips in them. Yeah, yeah, I just find it very confusing. I think that's one of the things with the poor et- the the edited version of this. I would really kill for a director's cut version of this movie. Mm. It could be like Blade Runner, where Blade Runner's theatrical cinematic release isn't liked it wasn't very good and then the director's cut but this would be an interesting one where this movie's great it's one of the best and its director's cut could make this appreciated yeah because it's already a masterpiece but it's unappreciated i think that director's cut could make this a real contender for films that we could talk about with generations to come like people like caitlin you could look at your spouse and then your future children and be like Listen here, little Ryan, because you'd name them after me. <laughs> right, of course. And little Bartek, who's yeah. a part of Ryan's imagination anyway. So <laughs> you love Stepford Wives, don't you? And they would say with the little chips in their brain, yes, mother, and then spit out single dollar bills. dollar bill, y'all. You know what I was just thinking You're insane. I was just thinking, how would they have gotten all of those wives to get into the wife-making wife well, machine. Because they got the men. They converted, like, what they did was, it's like what happened with Matthew Broderick here. It's... They, wrong Simba. <laughs> Simba! JTT. JTT, which is, they give the men this lavish lifestyle, blah, 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 and then slowly, and I think they purposely chose men who are dissatisfied, who are meek males with power-hungry wives, so they are already in the position to want to change. So they will be easily swayed. Hence, John Lovitz is easily swayed, but they made the wrong mistake with, with JTT for this one, because he, he, you know, he loves his wife. Yeah. All of them love their wives, but no, they no, no. want to be the dominant in no, the no, relationship. No, 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 but like, I, I get that, but... Like, would they have to, would they have drugged their wives and then thrown them in the machine? Yeah, probably. Or, like, or... would the wives have gone, yeah, I'll, I'll do that. Let's That's not cool. forget Christopher Walken is a robot. So he could have physically grabbed them with superior... <laughs> no, 
no, no, with superior strength of robot strength and just shove them in there if it went wrong because he seemed like he was the, you know, like, he had that attitude where you don't want to fuck with him. He was like the king of the town, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the men, like, he was the king of these men because he was, even though he's a robot, he's like the only one that is the idealistic man. Well, While yeah, these he's people meant are, to be a perfect man. Yeah, he's a perfect man. That's what I mean. Like, to one woman, yeah. But yeah <laughs> no, man. but like, not just one woman, but the idea of society. Like, he is idealistically the perfect man where he drinks scotch and he's... He can dance in charge. He can dance the waltz. He's in charge. He's domineering. Yes, but in the in the world of this movie, that's to his wife. Yeah, especially yes. to yes. his wife. But yeah, but like in general in society, the idea of being the you know the man is to be kind of rugged yet charming, to be Humphrey Bogart yet Clark Gable, you know, to be you know what I mean, like yeah. <laughs> to be all of these impossible things as women do too. Like you have to be like, like somehow tall the- and skinny yet have big boobs and have perfect hair, and yet we have to yet have you know all this rugged stuff. You know, it's kind of interesting. Mm. Now beards are coming in for men. It's all hip and happening, yet at the same time, you know, there's nothing wrong with a chiseled jaw. Where did we end the misogyny, ladies and gentlemen? Will it ever? Misogyny or misandry? Both. Where does the patriarchy and the matriarchy meet? (laughs) Help us all. At at the wedding altar. So the the movie has finally ended. It ended That's with the it. dark twist that men are the servants to the women. <laughs> <laughs> They're doing the shopping now. There's a lot of times... Except Chris Morgan. JTT's character is named Walter, mm-hmm. which I really want to bring up because we did an episode on the movie Zathura where a 13, 14-year-old boy was called Walter and we had a big thing about... No kid is named Walter. Middle aged the name Walter. Yeah, but no kid is named Walter. Middle-aged... Pudgy white men are called Walter. And what was the name of his character in this movie? Walter. Perfect. Like, he is the embodiment of what a person called Walter is. Just saying. <laughs> Sorry to all the Walters out there. Walters um, were never kids. <laughs> was he middle-aged in this movie? Yeah, they're supposed to be, like, you know, he's 40-something. You know, like, he's, he's in that middle-aged like area. He's chubby cheeks. Yeah, he's chubby cheeks, you know, like... Especially I, in the painting. You see yeah. his cheeks in the painting? <laughs> oh, but... <laughs> Yeah, so Especially. like idealistically, they're middle aged because you know they're they're past their thirties. They've got kids. They're moving to a white picket fence. You know, he's quit his. You know, he has no job. Like it adds everything. Like all of them are middle aged people. Like except for the women are possibly you know younger because you know that's how it usually works in relationships. Men are usually older than the women, or they're at least same age. Usually, usually, right, percentage right. wise. Yeah. And if you're an older woman dating a younger man, you're a cougar. <laughs> Bet Midler There's nothing wrong with that. Much, Look, there's nothing wrong. Huh? Bet Midler looked a bit older. She is older. <laughs> Did you catch that bit where he's like, I don't want to be the wind beneath your wings. It's <laughs> like, oh, get it? Bet Midler's in this. Yeah. So the movie is over. It is time for our final kind of thoughts, a, a review and a rating out of whatever we choose. I think I'm going to go f- uh, first. Bartek, do you, do you mind? Yeah, go for it. Why not? Now Bartek, Bartek gets very, you know, he's he's like putty. He gets very influenced by who speaks before him. So I love Bartek. I love me. Oh, uh, which he well, one out of three people love you, right? <laughs> here's, here's the here's the thing. If you're me, doesn't that mean two out I'm of three? I'm not you. I'm just your figment of your imagination. But that means you're a part of me. It doesn't mean I agree with you. But, but I'm wait, telling you that I, you, she loves you. Me, Ryan, she loves me. One out me. of three people are saying that, and it's you. <laughs> wait, but. 
if I can see and hear Bartek, does that mean I am also a No, it just means that you're schizophrenic. Oh, right, of course. No, you're just humouring Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, I'm going to go first. Stepford Wives, an emotional classic. It is this. It is probably one of the most intriguing movies we've done on this show. It is a nail-biting one. It is suspenseful. It is thrilling. And at the end of the day, it is still a comedy. I think the strengths of the movie are the the the, the ideas. It is a movie with great ideas, and I know it's from a previous movie and from a book, but that doesn't disparage the thing that this movie still has wonderful ideas and wonderful themes underneath. The the gender, you know, the battle of the gen, different genders, and the underlying uh, uh, um, discriminatory nature of the American way. The American dream is at the expense of women, is the expense of black people, at the expense of of homosexuals at the expense of anyone who isn't the perfect idea of the American society, which is unfortunately everyone. No one exists in the world that Stepford Wives creates, and that is a part of the beauty because Stepford doesn't exist. It is an idea of an idea of an idea of an idea of an idealized world. And I think the black humor really nails that. It nails this failed, broken system. It is really spot on. And Frank Oz, although he is not in love with this movie, and Nicole Kidman and all these people, I think you should look. I think they they should look back and think to themselves, you know what? This isn't bad. It isn't bad. In fact, it's even better. This is a movie that people have just swept under the rug, but I think it needs to be brought back into the public eye and given a second look, especially at the current landscape of cinema. We don't get movies like The Stepford Wives, big release movies like The Stepford Wives coming out coming out now. You'll, you'll be very lucky if you get a movie like Stepford Wives with the A-grade actors that Stepford Wives has now. I just don't think it would happen. That is a part of the majesty and beauty of this movie. The what? actors all nail it. They all nail it. Mm. If I had to give it a rating, Caitlin, if I had to give it a, give it a rating, Bartek, if I had to, if I had to give it a rating, <laughs> I would say one out of three people enjoy this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you happy with that? God. Well, yeah, one out of three, that would make it unappreciated, and yep. that's what it is. Uh, Caitlin, let's hear from you, if you had to give it a quick little review and a rating out of whatever you feel. Look, I I came into this thinking, I no, I had no idea what I was thinking, I'm just like, I'm just going to watch this fucking movie, and let's oh. see how we go. I loved it. Yeah, I, I loved it, I thought it was amazing, it moved me. It was thrilling. It was captivating. I'm going to also give it one out of three. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? When you said it moved me, I thought it physically moved her from her bed to the shower. (laughs) But from her bed to her home. (laughs) Which has a shower. In my heart. (laughs) What about you? What about you, Bartek? Let's hear what you have to say. Okay. Look, this is definitely a movie with, depending on who you ask, flaws. If you were to ask a lot of the people associated to the production, they would say, yeah, this is a flawed film. <laughs> continue. That was meant to be funny, but thank Sorry, you for I, laughing. I love that. Anyway, continue. Please. Okay. Um, so I was saying, it is a flawed film according to the people that made this film. And I will admit, I would like to see 
Frank Oz's ideal version of this film because mm. yes, definitely that would be an un- uh, sorry that would be an appreciated masterpiece. Yeah, a yeah. fantastic one, I'm sure. Absolutely, and he's a great storyteller. Yes, but like you said, Ryan, what we do have in front of us is a very fascinating film. You know the black comedy thriller with elements of sci-fi and a very satirical nature about it. Mm -hmm. Definitely satirical to the uh, many thriller-type films such as Rosemary's Baby, as I've said, and, while we haven't even seen it, the original Stepford Wives and maybe even the novels, which apparently there are multiple. Oh, yeah. Really? Apparently, I need to get on that. All right. Yeah, Quick. learn about the sex-crazed women robots. I'd love to hear... I'd love maybe to they're like, like fembots, like from Austin Powers. Oh my god. I thought, I thought of Futurama when you said fembots. It reminds me of like... Oh, have you guys seen Rick and Morty? Yes, of course. I have There's that. There's one episode where there are these... <laughs> you know that one, yeah? The sex robots? Mm. Bartek, get on it. Everybody get on Rick and Morty. Not right. physically on them, but like on the show, get, watching it. So Bartek, you were saying? Yeah. <laughs> This movie, it does contain a lot of good stuff. Yes. And Mm. Caitlin and me. (laughs) Yeah. One out of three things are good. Yeah, go on. (laughs) One out of three things are good. And it's not Ryan. That's mean. Three out of three things are good. And it's all three of us. I love this movie. I think Jonathan Taylor Thomas did a great job as Simba and as Walter in this movie. Boom. I think that... Just a special little review for The Lion King is thrown in. Like, he did a great job as Simba. Check it out. And he's good at this. Yes. Bette Midler, John... What's his... Lovitz. Lovitz. Nicole Kidman, Christopher Walken, Glenn Close. Faith Hill. Faith Hill. The black woman. They all did great <laughs> jobs. <laughs> I love that they just tucked in Faith Hill as well. Like. <laughs> Wait, sorry, what was, the, what was the name of the actor who played Roger? Oh, I don't know his name. He's also called Roger, though. The actor's name is no Roger. No way. That's oh, is it? so convenient. One of, in the credits, when it was listening to songs, one of them was written by someone named Roger Roger? No. Couldn't That's have been beautiful. him. No. But you were saying... if, you had, if Him yeah. too. I love him too. I just think <laughs> this is a great film, and even though it is not the ideal... It came out great. We genuinely liked this movie. We loved it. It's probably one of the most uh, enjoyable, suspense-filled, thought-provoking films we've done. Yeah, and really, I'm at a loss for words because you really... You really nailed it in your review, and I'm, I... I'm pretty good. I don't want to say... Like putty. I don't want to say that I just copied your review, because I did say my own things, but... He said words out of his mouth I that come from words, my brain. I said words that had letters in it and making you stand up again, Caitlin. If you had to give it a rating, if you had to give it a rating... I'll finish with the review, and I'll give it my rating now. And this is another one where I just have to look straight into my heart and say <laughs> what it is that I feel. Because you know, I didn't guess who and I just said I give it a yes. But it, well, I'll give it more than a yes. <laughs> I give The Stepford Wives 2004 the rating of... <laughs> you, you can't see it, but he's waving his arms. He's dancing. Women love it. Men need it. Men are it, women is it. Oh, cool. <laughs> you know what's really yes! weird? I really thought Whoa! that... Whoa. <laughs> I really thought that your rating was going to be when you said women love it. I thought it was going to be like a pun on John Lovitz where it's just like, women love it or they leave it. <laughs> uh, 
No, my rev- my rating was a commentary on Can genders. I just say, Bartek brought something up. This movie has many flaws, but you know what else it has? Walls. And yes. those walls have a roof. This movie is a perfect house. Right. Oh, what the f- <laughs> <laughs> And you know what that house has? A door. And that door leads you into this magical house. Alright, now these are reviews <laughs> from another <laughs> universe. <laughs> okay. These reviews I get from IMDB, and I have patently like to say that I find them to be from another dimension. Most of these reviews that I read, uh, not just in this, but in other episodes, it's like people have been in a universe where this movie was so amazing that they just have no way of expressing it other than just j- jumbling together non-coherent sentences and words. Like my rating. Like your rating. Exactly. So this first one's from 2005, and it's a nine-star review. Ooh. It's called Definitely definitely Not As Bad As Everyone Says It Is. This is what they have to say. <clears throat> I really don't understand why everyone thought this movie was horrible. What was wrong with it? It had a good plot. No one was horrible at their part, and it was funny. It was also artfully done, and everything in it was beautiful. In my opinion, it's underrated. Whoever played the gay guy was great. And in my opinion, (laughs) and and Bette Midler did a great job too. I thought those two were the funniest. Sure, there really was no need for a remake, but the makers did a great job. And then this is part of... It's all one sentence. But the makers did a great job anyway? <laughs> I put a question mark there. <laughs> they're, not too ah. sure. they're not too sure of that. I like how they made the remake into a comedy instead of a horror film like the original. However, I thought the ending was weak and corny. Overall, this movie does not live up to its reputation as a grave mistake. It's one of the few black comedies that I thought was hilarious and doesn't manage to come across as too bizarre for viewing. While the original one satirized women's stereotypes in a rather dark way, this one poked fun at it. A thoroughly underrated must-see. I love how they were just like, the first one satirized, this one poked fun. Like, there's a difference between those two things. I'd like to make a recommendation to that reviewer right there. He mentioned whoever played the gay guy. There's a website out there called IMDb. You can look up <laughs> <laughs> which you wrote on. This one's from. That's two th- the joke, Ryan. This one's from. Two- <laughs> one out of three people got that joke. Now this is good until the end. See the original. No star rating. Oh wow. Now they start with this. This review may contain spoilers, so watch out. And then spoilers herein. I was against the idea of a remake from the beginning, but I figured figured not enough people have or are ever going to see the original, although hopefully now some might. So the idea of a remake sounded pretty fresh to me. Plus, the original worked worked so well as being scary and not funny, but when I saw that it would be more comedy, I thought this could really give them a lot of work a lot to work with. More port lines, more characters. They did change it in style and tone and had an adequate movie there. <laughs> Until the last 20 minutes! They put that in all caps. Oh no. All I want to say, 
All I want to say else about this remake is that it should have ended with the shopping cart scene, implying that yes, Kidman was changed into a robot, or implanted, whatever the film wants to jump to. Saying basically that yes, some men still feel threatened by powerful and successful women, but the difference or silver lining is that that it was her choice. I mean, she could have run or resisted, but that scene where she and Matthew, I don't know who he is, are being lowered could have been her realizing that she would rather be a Stepford wife to her husband than to live without him. Then the shopping cart scene. And then the end. <laughs> that could that would have been such a great film. Instead you get 20 minutes of pure crapola. <laughs> That although includes I love this. That although includes Glenn Close is not bad because of her. She's by far the best performance here. Though Kidman is good, Glenn Close has never looked better. <laughs> I love how they just have to include her look. Overall, I'm gonna say I'm gonna have to say watch the original, especially if you've already sat through this one. You'll need the original to redeem your experience. Peace, Estelle. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs> you know what? This that one actually made me want to watch the original. Yeah, yeah. Not but, the, the not this movie. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> but you know what though? Like they go, oh, Glenn is amazing in the last. She minutes. looked amazing. But look. Did you not see de- her? That death scene. Did you she- not see her <laughs> jump into the air? <laughs> Did you not see her holding oh. Christopher Walken's robotic head in her hands as she lay <laughs> or, dying? Or the Look, thing I'm not going to lie. That, it made me giggle. The thing <laughs> just before that, she got electrocuted. She had the energy to grab the head, then she died. Yeah, that's it. So this next oh, one is God. from 2004. So the movie just came out when okay, this was written. Okay, on us. Robotic is the title. <clears throat> nice. Spoilers herein. Yeah, they also wrote that. A doubly fo- uh, 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 yeah a, a doubly folded movie, but that's the only mild interesting thing about this, other than Nicole's name on the marquee. The first <laughs> fold, <laughs> the first fold was the intended one. We all live in our own movies. This movie metaphorically portrays one of those. Could have been a really <laughs> could have been a really interesting fabric, except for the unintended <laughs> second fold. This is about the almost inevitable draw toward the robotic, and it is robotic. You would have to be oh, miss. Sweet Jesus! You <laughs> hold on. You would have to be Miss Piggy to miss that. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> hold on. <laughs> We're near the end. Ted's evaluation, one of three. You can find something better to do with this part of your life. I love how I said one of three as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one review. The I fabric know. of it. Yep, the, the double folded. Fold. No, this fold. one is eight stars. No, seven stars. The darker, the better. Mm. Note, I did not see the 1975 version, which I've heard is much better. He'll piss off that second last review we did. I took three 13-year-olds to see this and had no expectations when entering the theatre. Excellent start to the review. (laughs) (laughs) In fact, I didn't know what the movie was about, that it had Matthew Broderick, no, it had Jonathan Taylor Thomas, get it right, and Christopher Walken, and that always equals a good time. (laughs) (laughs) You're damn right it does. 
I am a huge fan of dark comedies and would label this a soft dark comedy, a light comedy? Haha. Ha. That is soft the dark. easy way to watch. No, that is easy. <laughs> that is easy to watch and has an organized feel. There is a creepy and eerie edge throughout the film, and I often wondered whether I should be laughing or I should be feeling sorry for the characters. I love that feeling. I always, <laughs> sorry. I always feel like a jerk in the theater, though. And yes, I usually laugh instead. Overall, I kind of liked it, and I thought there was something to it. I just don't know what. I will say it could have been a lot darker, and I plan on checking out the other version. And then they have their own little review at the end. Nice. Snack attack for this... <laughs> Sorry. Snack attack for this film. The fresh, freshly baked cupcakes and an apple. At, the, at least that's what I felt like eating during this one. In brackets, check out my other reviews for snack attack suggestions. I really want to be friends with this person. Is this person out there? Are you alive? In 2004 they were. Can you hit me up? So this is the last one. Soft dark comedy. This is the last one. Snack attack. This is the last one. It's it's seven stars, and I love people like the 13-year-old one who include their life story. Yeah. This is seven stars. What do you want? Egg in your beer? Yes. Written in 2015. This movie is just an excuse for a bunch of jokes about sexism, which is exactly what we wanted. <laughs> the jokes are good, and the humor and the humor of this. The jokes are good, and the humor is never scategorical. The characters, <laughs> yeah. Is that a made-up word? <laughs> no, it's it's in Scat- musical. It's um, in it's um, in freaking. Um, okay. Come on. <laughs> Is it in one out of three musicals? No. <laughs> it's in uh, Pirates of Penzance. Um, okay. The characters are fairly well drawn, though hardly complex. On the whole, it is about average for a genre, the cutesy remake which tends to be horrible. If you have any ideas about how you would do a new Stepford Wives, you will probably be disappointed and annoyed. There's relatively little social commentary or suspense. In fact, the only suspenseful scene is just funny. The hows and whats of what the ladies are uh, isn't really addressed much, in part because it would be more disturbing than this movie wants to be. On the other hand, it never breaks character, so you can just cruise comfortably to the end, laughing every minute or so. As a professional horticulturalist... (laughs) Oh, yeah. As a professional horticulturalist, I must mention the plantings and flower arrangements. (laughs) (laughs) The the orchards were just becoming available at grocery stores and the and the gladius in the paint gladiolus in the paint in the plantings must have been hand placed in some cases because they just don't grow in graceful sprays someone did an awesome job oh. <laughs> and that's the end of the review what a beautiful what a Ryan, beautiful review as a horticulturalist so nice. i think it's pronounced orchid orchid yeah. Orchids. What did I say? Orchids. Orchids. No! Oh, no! Orchids are different things. Yeah. Oh, what a lovely review. Just as a professional horticulturalist. As a professional horticulturalist, they did a good job. <laughs> <laughs> I like fantastic. how two people had like. Oh. 
the three people had different things to rate on. Like, one of them's like, snack attack. There's good food in this one. It made me want to eat. And then one of them was like, one of three. And then the other one was just like, as a professional horticulturalist. That's a great bush. That's a great, that's a great orchid. They should, they, those three should start in a sitcom together. They, they should. you think... I think um, this movie brings a lot of emotions and a lot of ideas that we just can't handle. And I think that's a part of why nobody really talks about this film. And I think, you know, we've done our best on this podcast to try and address the issues. But look, our podcast, as though, as, even though it is quite influential and good, um, look, we can't. We can't change the world, nor can this film, as much as we would like. Although we have addressed the sexism and the patriarchy and the homophobia, I would like to think at the end of the day that you listeners will come out of this smarter, better, and be like, the film and the themes and the the things that these guys addressed make me want to not be sexist anymore. Makes me not want to be homophobic. And makes me want to know more about... Being Scottish, Croatian, and Thai. Yeah, better. And a woman, you know. So, you know, <laughs> tick, tick, tick. And better at conspiracy theories. Absolutely. Exactly. Is there anything before we wrap up, guys, that you want to mention or talk about? <laughs> Caitlin? Just watch the film, you guys. It blew my mind. And Her mind does not get easily blown. No. Like other things. <laughs> Ah, like leaves what? in the air. <laughs> like the wind beneath their wings. <laughs> I'm just about to say that. Oh, man. Bartek, is there anything from you, my fellow? Um, yeah. Ryan, you did good this episode. You Thanks. I need his approval. <laughs> the imaginary friend. I, I you guys, I love you guys. Thank you so much for having me. No problem, Caitlin. It's been oh, wonderful. It's a pleasure. You guys have been amazing, uh, you know, in this, and I've been pretty amazing, but you listening people have been pretty amazing yourself. And, you know, if even if one out of three of you share this, that means there's one more listener out there. And that's, that's what we really want at the end of the day, is and for you to hear the majesty of what we have to say about these beautiful films. Yep, and those two people that don't listen, they're losing out. Yeah. <laughs> the one Fuck you. <laughs> those two people. Fuck those guys. <laughs> um, until <laughs> next time, guys, remember you have been fantastic, amazing, wonderful, superb Stepford Wives. And remember <laughs> to be kind to each other. Absolutely. Is that where you're going to do your murder smile? Yeah, I'm going to do a murder smile. Yes, That's the thing. <laughs> the Stefan murder, murder smile. smile, yeah. There he is. Uh, <laughs> man, I can't believe that you believed me when I said that I'll find your imagination. You get up, fatty. <laughs> <laughs> I've never to pee forever. I'm going to go. And he's gone. <laughs>